Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the fire sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fire sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up, Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tell, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. MLB. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA. We going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice. You heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. Wanna sports The Mad Dog, but that's my little tribute to the great Mad Dog Chris Russo. As we say hi there on a Thursday afternoon here in Philadelphia in the basement, the wine cellar, please. Don't call it a basement. It's the wine cellar. And we'll be whining today here and dining. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin here on a thirsty Thursday. And today, somebody, some lucky listener is going to win dinner for two tonight with us in King of Prussia. Now, if you're listening in Cincinnati or out on the West Coast... It's going to be tough for you to make this tonight. Yes, it would. And we will be doing future contests. But, but. Wait a minute. You're way too loud, Robin. Oh, you're sorry. blowing my earphones out. If they, if they truly want to um, turn your headset down, Tony. I mean, it is, but I'm low and you're high. Turn me down, too. That's good. Okay, yeah. I'm good. Um, if if uh, you truly want to do something with us and you are living elsewhere, just tell us. We can either arrange some kind of fantastic remote, if you know business, where we would actually fly to you, or exactly. vice versa. You can come here, and the Wine Cellar Studio is always open to our fans. Exactly. But we will be doing a national contest as well Yes, for things around the country as we travel about the world, and we're safe to resume traveling the country and the world. Nothing's going to stop this show. Nothing. Except the, net, and the internet goes down, then the whole world comes to an end anyway. So if the internet goes down by cyber warfare, don't worry about the show. Don't worry about anything. We are all screwed as a civilization. And it's interesting that we say that as we start the show. 
because today is a very important day in the history of this country. And obviously for me, because my dad was in World War II. Yeah. And if he were alive today, would be 97 years old. Wow. And as you look at the D-Day commemorations going on on the beaches of Normandy, France, we remember that generation, which is still, without a doubt, the greatest generation of all time. That's not me saying it because my dad was part of it. You just watch. And we know one thing is for sure, Robin, and a lot of the surviving, mem- the surviving military people who descended on Normandy for the 75th anniversary. Remember, they were there for the 25th anniversary, the 50th anniversary, and now today, June 6th, 2019, the 75th, and many of them say this will be, without a doubt, their last commemoration of D-Day when the Allied troops, over 150,000 strong, stormed the beaches of Normandy, over 20,000 of them losing their lives to make sure we put an end to Nazi Germany and kept the Nazis from basically taking over all of Europe and being a threat to the entire Western civilization. So my dad was there. A lot of other great people who are still alive today. My dad's been gone for a long time. But obviously, we look at these men in their 90s. All of them are in their 90s. That's the amazing thing. And we all know this, and they said it yesterday when I was watching some of the highlights of one 97-year-old veteran who was there actually parachuted in with assistance back on the beaches of Normandy where he was 75 years ago. And so these men, you figure, they're in their their mid-90s to late-90s. They're not going to be there for the 100th anniversary of D-Day. Probably none of them will be alive. I I would say, we can say without any doubt, not one surviving member of World War II 75 years ago will be alive in 25 years unless we have new medical marvels that will allow us to live to 120 years old. So anyway, that's why we remember them. And to this D-Day, of all of them, we remember that those people are still alive, and many of them are there today, to remember all those who fell. The grave, if you've seen the tombstone on the beach of Normandy, right behind where all the soldiers are buried, many of them Americans from all over the world, but a lot of Americans are buried there in that cemetery in Normandy, France. I didn't get a chance to go to the cemetery when I was on that coast of France no, years ago. I. And I, I regret that. I only was there for two weeks, so I didn't get a chance. I did so many things, and I wanted to go to Normandy, and I wanted to go, and I went to the, to the coastline of France, but I didn't get up far north enough to get to Normandy Beach. And I want to do that. That's one of the things I also want to do. Yes. Having visited so many great grave sites and so many cemeteries, Arlington, Beverly National, whenever I see a military graveyard and I'm in the area, I always make sure I stop by and check it out. So we remember those people today and uh and you know i took a couple of shots at millennials because not because the millennials are worthless human beings no these are kids that are this generation i'm even blaming my generation the point is that generation has seen more than anyone in in recorded history obviously there were generations in the hundreds of years ago who saw a lot but i'm talking about in modern day history in the last 100 years of our existence i'm Thank you, sir, for checking in. in. In all the years, in the last 75 years, and for these military people, in the last 90 to 100 years, they have seen more changes than any of us alive today, including my generation, the baby boomers, the Generation X, Generation Z, millennials, all the generations put together will never, ever, ever amount to anything as close. So it's not just a denunciation of millennials. The point is... Those men 
heroes. The yes. people today could be heroes. They could do a lot of great things. I'm not saying they're worthless and they'll never accomplish anything in life. I'm just saying that we have changed as a world. For the better, yes. But also, we are now in an era where people are not as brave. People are worried about doing anything, taking chances, making decisions. They're worried about doorbells ringing, okay? That's my point here. Our people are no longer as tough as we once were. That's my only point. So that's why I remember those people today, because we will never see them again I know, well, for the 100th anniversary, because they're not going to be alive. The, this um, is the last time. The, the one guy, the one uh, paratrooper who, he was 97, and he jumped again for, and, and there's no way he's going to be jumping again. Robin, he's, no, he's, he's as I mentioned, they, they're not even going to be around in 10 years. I know. And the, the D-Day commemorations are always at 25-year intervals. Yeah. The 25th, the 50th, this is the 75th, and we can say without a shadow of a doubt, this will be the last time these living members will be going back to Normandy, unless they want to go on their own, obviously, and their families. But the point is they're all in their mid-90s. My dad would be 97. And so this is the last time we get to thank these people. And when we see someone who's still alive, and many of them are all around this country, all around the world, we always remember what they gave to keep us free from the Nazis. We're worried about Nazis now, but those were the real Nazis, okay? And so just think of that today as we remember the 75th anniversary of D-Day, a date that will live in infamy, and what they went through. And if you haven't watched any of the documentaries or any of the, you don't even have to watch the news, but if you're, if you're not up to date on what's going on and you just really don't care about the history of the world, just watch what those guys went through. Watch what the guy from New Orleans who built those boats. I know. Where the fronts came down so the troops can all storm on the Normandy beach as they were being fired upon, being shot dead, and their fellow military army members, all the people who went there from all the different forces, paratroopers, infantrymen, who all were crawling over the bodies, walking over the bodies of their fallen comrades to get to the front lines to make sure that they completed their mission. So I mean, it's very think, emotional for me. I think the, the entire mindset of that generation is so foreign to anybody alive and I'm including my generation. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm including myself as well because the, I, the idea that you would be so willing to give your life, and it was an entire generation that did it. There are still people that are willing to do that, and they are now in our armed forces, and they're police officers and firefighters, but they're not like a generation. No, because full. we don't have, a, thank God, we don't have a World War III brewing. Now, the, the crazies on the political left and right think there are, but thankfully, we will not have a situation where we have to go into another country to stop someone from basically destroying the earth. And there will never be another war like there was before where it was mostly fought on land. And that's why they're called. Yeah. That's why they're called the greatest generation. It's not my opinion. Everyone who's, who knows history has referred to Tom Brokaw, wrote a book about them, calling them the greatest generation because mm -hmm. they were. That was a world war. Now, there was World War I. Those people aren't alive. I'm talking about World War II in particular. A lot of people went to Vietnam and died. My generation was the Vietnam War era. And a lot of people went and, and, and were drafted to go there and die. I wasn't drafted. I didn't go. Well, but because if you I were was, the sole survivor. But, I, but I, if I was drafted, I would have probably yeah. had to go. And I would have. I wouldn't have run to Canada like a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. So that was the first war in my lifetime. Yeah. 
where you ha- you were drafted. You waited for your number to see if you were going to mm-hmm. be told to go. And many of my friends and many of my classmates who I went to school with in elementary school went and died in Vietnam. Yep. And so that war in my lifetime was the one that I saw that affected the most people. Now, we've had the Iraq wars and the Middle East stuff. But I'm saying Vietnam, to me, was the worst war ever because we were fighting for no apparent reason. Yeah, my uncle. World War II was different. World War II was the Nazis, Pearl right. Harbor, the Nazis. Those were big deals. That was the world at war. Yeah. We're not at war now with the world. Vietnam War wasn't about the world. It was about communism in Vietnam. And so those people, the Vietnam War veterans that are out there now that are being forgotten, they're, they're really the veterans that people don't care about. And you see them all the time, people in their 60s in my age group, who are being treated like garbage. And these people went and didn't even have a choice, and they went. Now, luckily, we have a volunteer military where a lot of people go, they get an education, most of them don't go into a war zone, and so the U.S. Armed Forces are still a place where a lot of young people can go learn, get an education, get into some sort of science. I'm not here recruiting people, because I got people on Twitter telling me, oh, we're being indoctrinated. Nobody is forced to go to the military now. You do it as a choice, right. and you choose to go, and many of the people who go become better human beings when they leave. I have had an idea, and, it's, and I have a lot of friends who are uh, Mormons, who have the, the, the Mormon mission that they go to. Right. Now, granted, I, I don't believe in the religion portion of it uh, that they do. However, I do think that the missions that they send their kids on across the world make their kids more aware of world needs and of different course. cultures. And but that's I, not the same thing as war, though, no, Robin. You but can't what I'm compare saying, that to war. I'm not, but what I'm saying is that what you know, kids used to go to war and they would get a different appreciation for what's outside of their own little bubble. Yeah. And well, all I people think, who do, like I Peace that, Corps people right. who travel the and world. The, but Peace Corps people, that's that's way down. Who, who do you know today who's gone out to the Peace Corps? I think all kids, when they graduate from high school... They need to do one year or two years of service before going to college. I agree. Again, that's up, that's up to them. It's a volunteer I thing. I know, but I think Nobody it should be is, mandatory. Well, that's your decision. When you run for president, become the 25th uh, Democrat or, or go I, up against Trump as I a Republican. Think it should be And then present your platform. Thing. Tell us how to fix the world, how to stop climate change, and all the other things that people are out there rumbling about every day like they're going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to get people to go and hang out at a street corner, let alone would you enlist. Be, would you be my first husband? Hell no. <laughs> How could I be your first husband? No, like if you, if, 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 I, if I ran for presidency, Miss Robin for president, would you be the first, uh, the the first, first man? The first man. Absolutely, first I'd be man. the first man. First man. You're That's... damn right. I'd just sit around all day and lounge around. Oh, no, no, no. You have work to do, Tony. No, I'll just sit around. I'll just go to all the parties. You go out there and go, <laughs> you go campaigning. Maybe I'll show up at a couple of stops. I'll go to Iowa, where all these people have to go, uh-huh. but really don't care about Iowa. You realize all the politicians, they only go to Iowa and New Hampshire for one reason, because they're the first primaries. Once the election comes around, people don't care about Iowa or New Hampshire. They have no damn electoral college votes. I think I would, I would make a great candidate, the first bisexual female president. For that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have to put Miss Robin. Send everybody, send a dollar. <laughs> Just like Eric Swalwell, all these candidates are asking for your money so they can get on the debate stage. If you send Miss Robin 
$65,000 today, because that's what you need to get on the debate stage. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. If you get 65,000 people to each send a dollar, maximum $5, Miss Robin would then throw her hat into the ring. She'll throw her hat, her bra, her garter belt, her panties, anything you want into the ring so that she can, too, enter this very elite and select field of 20. Like now, it. would you run as one of the 25 Democrats? No. Or would you go off as a Republican and try to primary... Well, I would say that I would run as an independent, but, you know, there's no shot of anybody that's an independent winning. So I... I Just I think know. about that. Get back yeah. to me tomorrow, Robin. Tomorrow is the final day when I need to know whether you're going to run for president. I need to make my own category. Somebody else, uh, somebody else announced they're running for president today. Another person that no one's ever heard of. So go ahead, right ahead. That's a great part of America. Everybody can run. Here's the one thing I would do, and I don't want to talk about politics because I'm talking about other important stuff. We'll get to the NBA and all the other sports stuff. But I, I believe, we talk about term limits for Congress where people spend their entire lives in Congress because they can't leave. They're in their 30, 40 years, corrupt as can be. I think that if you're going to run for president, you're a sitting senator or congressperson, you should have to resign your job and then go out and campaign. If you really are that committed to wanting to be president, uh -huh. because what happens, you're a senator and you're a congressman or congresswoman, you're still doing your job, but you're not. You're out there campaigning right. for two years. No, I agree. And so how are you doing your job when you're in Iowa and New Hampshire every weekend? It's ridiculous. So anyway. these <laughs> A big poppy to boss. Miss Robin for Prez. Panties for all. No. Take them all away. That's right. No <laughs> panties, no commando, bra. Commando. Erin go braless, I think. And we don't even have to wait until St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, we'll burn bras right here on Broad Street, bra. Who was it that said... <laughs> Rock, Rockley22 says, A.T., you need to wait your turn. I'm next in line for Robin's husband. That's okay. Um, you got to move to Utah for that, though, I think. I'm kidding. They don't really do that. Well, they Tony, actually do. You would be first dude, not first man. Dude, I agree with that. Dude. And then, um, <laughs> who else said something? Oh, this Trevor from the 203 says that if 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 you if I became president and you were first man, you could do the podcast from the Oval Office. That's every right. Day. And I go up to the Lincoln. I'd start renting out the Lincoln, Lincoln bedroom. bedroom to the highest bidders. <laughs> so I'd be bringing all the like all those really rich. Yeah, Good-looking fifty-something yeah. women who are husbands of billionaires, right? But they're all taken care of. They're all in good shape. They all have great plastic surgery. Oh. They're all hot. They would be the I first. I want to join people. that league. I would have a turnstile when you enter the White House, uh -huh. and I would make them sign in, please. Would they have to take a number? They would have to take a number, and I would say, "All right, now being served." Uh, <laughs> and I'd bring them up there in the Lincoln bedroom. Okay. That's the way you serve the people. They're there to serve me. And you serve them right they back. They have to, what's the thing they have to, as they did in Game of Thrones? The fealty? Yes, they had to uh, press? No. Profess their profess fealty. Their, yeah, profess. And then I have to stand, I have to stab them through their palms, right? Isn't that how they did it? No. What movie was that that I was watching where they had to profess their fealty? And they oh, that was in... Uh, oh, that was John Wick. John Wick. That's right, John Wick. That was a at the main table. That was a punishment. Exactly. Sort of like a deli counter. Now serving customer number 73, 
number 73, and then you're standing there, and you got like 85, and there's only two other people there when you're at the deli counter, yes. and you're, you're like, like, where uh, the hell's the other 15 people? And I would like to thank Altavasol <laughs> for reminding everybody that, yes, if you are an Amazon Prime member, and yes. that's how you have your Twitch Prime account, mm -hmm. you do need to remember to resubscribe every single month. There is a, there, there is a nice little gadget that reminds that for you, but... If you've ignored it, make sure that if you are a Twitch Prime subscriber to the Bruno Nation Live, that you re-up every month. Exactly. And it's not like when you buy a magazine or you get a free magazine subscription, and then they automatically keep giving it to you and charging you unless you tell them no. Yeah. In this case, it's the exact opposite. You subscribe for a month. They don't remind you at the end of the month. Well, they do. They, do, re they remind you. They do remind you, but, then, but, but you it's have to easy do it. to ignore. Yeah, you, you might forget, and then so yeah. you do it again. So you have to do it every month, and that's the best part of this. You can right. decide after a month, hey, I don't like this. No, you're only, right. you know, it's only four ninety nine a month, but if you have Amazon Prime, you get it for free. Correct. And that's the best part. Right. So if you um and and if you pay for it for four dollars and ninety nine cents per month, there are a couple of other benefits that you get along with that. You have access to certain things. But if you want just the normal prime uh, membership where you have access to most, like 90% of the items, then you can do it through your Amazon Prime. But you have free. to re-up every month. Yes. Every month. That's the thing to remember. But we thank you all for listening and following and watching. And, and so it's the 75th anniversary. Tonight, though, we have a special gift for one lucky listener and that plus one. Correct. So obviously, if you're in the Philadelphia area close by and you want to be a part of this, because we've been doing this for a couple of years now, Cantina. The Philadelphia yes, Eagles thank you very much. Uh, that's Scrapple Super Joe Bowl checking champion. in, right? Scrapple Joe has just joined the stream with his blurp. He's playing his blurp. You can subscribe with your walk-on sound, too. Robin will get into that later on. It's too complicated right now. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, last night, the Cantino... First of all, let me explain the rules now. Yes. Because we told you about it yesterday. Those of you who've been listening to us over the years know that every couple of months, Cantina Laredo up in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, great restaurant. They have locations all over the country. The King of Prussia Mall store is the one we always go to. It's the closest one. We went to the one in Minneapolis at the Mall of America. Great guac, great food, but they have a tequila dinner every three months. And one of the great tequilas of the world, obviously from Mexico for the most part, because that's where the great agave goes, and that's where all the premium tequilas and even the crappy tequilas are made. But we deal with the premium ones. And tonight's dinner is the Patron, not your basic Patron, the Everyday Patron, which is still a quality one. But what's the actual name of the, the Patron that we're pouring tonight, Robin, at Cantina Laredo? I am getting it for you. Because Luigi sent me speak. an email, but I haven't been able to pull it up. Because I've been working down in the basement in the cellar today. So I wasn't even upstairs to print this stuff. So I've got 50 things open on my computer. But I want to make sure we get it right. But here's the bottom line. This dinner, if you want to go, is $69 per person. And there's some openings left. 69 bucks gets you all the different pours, four different tequila drinks Roca. with, with Roca, Roca Patron. Patron will be poured. There'll be drinks between each course, four-course dinner, dessert, and then you'll get to taste the different pourings in little snifters. You'll get to taste the, uh, the, the Blanco, which is the basic but still good, clear tequila that most bars pour when you ask for just any tequila drink. Then you have the Reposado, which is more aged, and then you have the Añejos, and there's going to be a fourth one tonight. Oh. How many? And that will be the extra añejo. The one that's super duper 
exclusive and aged, I think, 48 months, which is a long time. 48, for tequila. yeah. The Super Añejo. So that's going to be tonight. So you're going to, just, the, just the tequila itself would cost you almost $100 right. to get drinks with this tequila. But you're getting a four-course dinner, hang out, have a great time, have a great meal. And if you if you don't win and you still want to go, um, you can. It's only sixty nine ninety nine per person, and you can call for reservations at six one zero nine nine two five seven zero one. Ed Nasta, who was one of our first winners, and right. came and with his brother. He goes every time, and now he just got off the phone right. and made his reservation. And he's ineligible to win because he's won before, but. Um, but he just made reservations, and we'll have him there tonight. And like I said, anybody else that does not win, they still want to go. Remember, call 610-992-5701. Wait a minute now. Ed Nasta just getting back says, They told me they capped off the reservations yesterday, but we were squeezing me in oh. into our table. Remember, we have two open seats at our table Yes. Now. This is like the table in John Wick. So this Wick means that even the if they table. wanted to go and pay for it, they can't Apparently anymore? not. Apparently not <gasps> taking any more reservations. Wow. So this is your only chance to get in. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take phone calls today from people who want to go. So if you're in the area, you can go and you want to go. What we'll do is we'll do like a little lottery here. Will you call in? You say, hey, I want to go. Give me a little uh, hot sports take or an opinion on anything. And then we'll put your name down. Just say, hey, Tony, I want to go to the tequila dinner. And then we'll take your call, and here's the number to call, 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. You call in, we'll take your call, we'll write your name down. You got a separate piece of paper here now, Rob, so we can keep track of these people? Yes. Got to keep track of our callers. Just Robin and I did today, so we have no screener and no uh, windows and no doors. We're going to have a lot of no frozen envelopes. This will be fair and square. And we'll do it the right way. Damn the it, way where's we do Jack it when you need In him? a democracy. I didn't ask Jack to be here, so... No, that's okay. We can do this. <laughs> we got this, as we say. We got this. So that's how we're going to do it today. No rules, just right. They do not have Kroger brand Four Freedoms tequila pouring tonight at this event at Cantina Laredo. They don't have any of that cheap stuff. They don't have any Savon or Osco vodka in the place. It's all yeah. good stuff. So if you want to go, you know how to do it. 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. We're talking about a $140 dinner here. Yeah, for two. per person. Per, no, no, $60, so $70 a piece. I think it's more, it's more like $100 per person when you add the food and the Well, but I'm dessert. saying the, what you're paying. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. To pay is $70 a person. That's $140 for two. Right. Which is well worth it. Because you Definitely. can't go anywhere for $70 and get this meal no. with the quality product that goes along with it. This if you go be, to a restaurant, you buy a steak at $70. This would be at least a $200 to $240 dinner. Exactly. All night long and all day long. No, no Kirkland tequila. None of that stuff either. And you will get to sit next to Tony and I. Yes. Luigi will be there. I don't know if he's bringing a date. And um, obviously Ed Naston. I believe he usually brings his brother. Correct. Um, and he will give the blessing because his brother's a priest. I know. So he will either condemn us or confess our sins or basically lead us into damnation, eternal damnation, which I will be headed to when I die anyway. So I already know. I already punched my ticket to hell. So I'm just going to try to be as good as I can for whatever I have left no on this balut, earth. No balut, though. So sorry, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> no balut tonight nope. will, be, will be served. If you're a Filipino, 
You're going to have to go with a quality Mexican But there's a tonight. really nice little Filipino place down the street here that does, <laughs> I think, serve balut every now and then. I don't know if they do. You can usually smell the, rot, the smell of rotten I, eggs while, while I would not be ordering it if they did. That's the one thing that I do exactly. not. I can't. I, you know what it is? I can, I can eat almost anything. But if there is a certain smell, smells to me are the ones that get me. Like there's um, stink fruit, which is, oh, what is stink fruit? Uh, the, the technical version is. Um, I don't know, but if it stinks, I'm not eating. It smells kind of like rotting flesh, but it's a very sweet fruit. So it's kind of a bizarre combo. Your, your senses are. Ugh, it's nasty. Now, Ed Nasta's brother cannot make it tonight. He's doing a house visitation. Oh. So, Ed, I don't know if he's coming stag or if he's bringing another friend. He can phone a friend. But he said that they were very accommodating and said that the DeTony Bruno Miss Robin table was for six, but he was adding Ed in. Maybe he'll move things around for other people. So if you want to call and see if there's still an opening there. Yeah, you can always but try and But if you want to win tickets for two, a $140 retail value. And also, you can, get, you can get a ride on Lyft for free. You join Lyft. If you're not a Lyft yeah, member, you join. Yeah, if you've you join, never done Lyft correct. before, you then. Just go, and then you can, you can get $10 off your dinner right. and Lyft to and from Cantina Laredo in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Correct. At, inside the King of Prussia Mall. So that's good. Anyway, that's how we do it. But let's get down to the business now, Robin. Now that we've got all of the uh, important... Pre-game show stuff going. Yeah, and also, uh, well, they're, they're, here's another quick pre-game stuff. If you are watching on Periscope, YouTube, mm-hmm. or Facebook Live... And you haven't been banned yet, for whatever and, reason. I know, and, and you're, you're still <laughs> watching on there. You still haven't figured it out that we are on Twitch. The only way to interact with us, to hear the entire show from beginning to end without any issues, is to make the switch to Twitch... Anybody can do it. We finally got um, one of our fantastic listeners, Mickey Delaney. He, he, he's on now. He's, he's on now. In. He figured it out. Uh, he doesn't like him. me, though, because he thinks I'm too mean to you, which I'm not. I mean, anybody who listens to the show and avoids excessive use and hey, uses only as directed. I have no problem for somebody standing up for no, me. No, I mean, I like Mickey. Mickey and thinks I'm like mean. Need, I'm not mean. If they need to berate you, then I am totally fine with them berating you. I can take it. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not part of this, the <laughs> weakest generation. I may not be part of the greatest generation, but I'm certainly not from the weakest, wimpiest generation, whoever you might want to think that is. So anyway, make the switch to Twitch. Twitch.tv. Joining Twitch yes. is free. Following us is free. All of the rest, there are some nominal fees unless you are an Amazon Prime member. So just do it. You will see how fantastic it is and how easy it is. And um, It's a new addiction. It is. And there's some, there, there are going to be more and more and more shows added into Twitch soon. So it's not going to be just our show. And you will find that you are going to enjoy watching shows on Twitch, watching radio shows. I, I have... Uh, uh, copyrighted the name um, Must Watch Radio Hashtag Must Watch Radio That's us And you know how much hashtags worth <laughs> And they work every single day Meanwhile, let's get down to the business yes. Now that we got the uh, What do we call that when they have a meeting The yeah. business at hand first And uh, then they get a new business Or let's deal with something That we have to finish up I haven't been in many boardrooms lately Because they bore business. me Let's start off with today's meeting. All right, anybody got any new business? All right, let's deal with Let's clean up some of the matters from yesterday. And now let's get down to the real business, yo. Yes, Scrapple Joe, let's table that talk. Let's table it. We'll be at the table tonight, baby. No, Mickey says he loves me, man. He loves me, man. I can take the heat. You know that. It's the stupid humidity. And finally, Scrapple Joe says, 
I did buy some Costco silver yesterday. Kirkland Signature Action, yo. 100% pure agave. Christiana Mall, Costco trip worth the price for their prices. And the Kirkland brand is, is probably made by, they don't make their own vodka, no. their own anything. It's, it's, it's bottled under the Kirkland I, brand like everything else Costco has. I remember has. doing the Kirkland brand. So it's premium. Brand. If it's 100% pure agave, then it's good right. shit, so to speak. I remember doing the Kirkland <laughs> brand story on End of the Night yes. where um, the consumer reports ha- came out that the Kirkland brand was often... If not, if not just, just just as good as whatever the premium brand was, not or better. Exactly. So it's good stuff. Just because it doesn't have the fancy name on it, it's bottled. It's usually produced mm-hmm. by one of the major houses that makes great tequila. Right. Our suitcases that we still have yes. ten years later now, which we bought at Costco. All the Kirkland, Kirkland brand. brand stuff is good. Even their wines. They have they have red wines in some stores, depending on Scrapple your state. Scrapple Joe says that the Kirkland vodka is actually Grey Goose. Exactly. That's great knowledge right here. You're not getting this kind of alcohol knowledge anywhere. But let's get down to the needy greedy. NBA Finals action, yo. And the Golden State Warriors, as I said on the show yesterday, something was telling me about this game. Because the line went down a full point from the day before. From five and a half point favorites, Golden State, to four and a half points. The money line went down, which means the sharps, as we like to call them in the industry, they knew something was up. We knew that Kevin Durant wasn't going to play last night in Game 3. Right. Which, by the way, was the first game that they played in the Oracle Arena in 20 days. Because, remember, they beat the Portland Trailblazers in the previous series, then had to wait for the finals to start, then had to play the first two games in Toronto. So it was 20 days in between games in Oakland. And last night, it doesn't matter because they didn't have Clay Thompson. They didn't have Kevin Durant. And they did have DeMarcus Cousins, but they may as well have just put me out there because that's how much impact DeMarcus Cousins had, the big body and all. And the Toronto Raptors, as Danny Green said, it's time to light it up, baby. Just go out there and light it up. And they did. All the starters, as you saw, contributed. They were up double digits most of the game they were up going into the fourth quarter by 13 the Warriors being led of course by their main man Steph Curry had 47 points 8 rebounds 7 assists single handedly trying to will his team to a win and they cut it to 7 points early into the fourth quarter, so you're thinking, you know, Toronto's got to be worried. They're on the road. Here are the Warriors without Klay Thompson. Here are the Warriors without Kevon Looney. Here are the Warriors without a lot of energy last night. But not enough. Kawhi with 30. Every single starter was in double digits last night for the Toronto Raptors. And the final score, 123-109. to 109. And so it's two games to one. And despite that, after the game, Draymond Green, Robin, was addressing the media, and he was asked about, A, the number of guys who weren't playing or were hurt for the Warriors, but then he made a prediction at the end of his post-game get-together with the media last night. Obviously, the you know, absence of Clay and obviously Durant have been, you know, played up a lot, but how big was missing... Kevon Looney as well. He kind of threw off the center rotations a little bit. You guys played Andrew Bogut 
over 20 minutes tonight. How big was not having Kavan out there? I think Boga played great uh, in his minutes. Um, you know, but, you know, obviously Loon has been great for us all year. So, you know, not having him out there definitely makes a difference. Um, you know, not having anyone uh, makes a difference because everyone, you know, when you assemble the team, everyone brings something different. So, you know, but no one, you know, no one cared that guys are hurt. Everybody want to see us lose. So I'm sure people are happy they're hurt. We just got to continue to battle and win the next game, go back to Toronto, win game five, come back to Oracle, win game six, and then celebrate. Fun times ahead. <laughs> so there he is, Draymond Green, still positive. You know, and Clay Thompson's there last night, obviously not just offensively what he would have contributed, but defensively. Defensive, Robin. Defensively, he's a hell of a player. So give it, give it up to the Toronto Raptors. Again, I got no skin in this game, but Demarcus Cousins last night was a no-show. With all due respect, I know he was hurt, but he played well the other night, and last night he didn't play well at all. I mean, he was being owned by Siakam and even by uh, that Mark Gasol guy who played well. But the Mark Dubs, Gassel I know a Gasol. It's one of my friends used to call them the Gasol brothers, not Gasol. 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 Paul Gasol and his brother Mark. And Mark played well, and all the Toronto Raptors played well. Danny Green was shooting the lights out. He's the one who came out and said, we got to go out there and just light it up. And they did. And Clay Thompson was not there, but Steph almost single-handedly kept his team in the game with 47 points. Danny Green, as I mentioned. And so now they're hoping for game four, Friday night, back at the Oracle again. And they're hoping to get Kevin Durant back. And they're hoping that Clay Thompson comes back. Because if they don't, what happens next? And this is the one thing about this series, just like hockey, which we'll get into in a little moment, is that there's, there's really been no momentum in either of these finals. You think Toronto, after winning game one, people were calling, oh, the Warriors are old and they're banged up. And then, the, and then they come out in game two and school them defensively. Last night, oh, the Warriors are going to blow their doors off. They're going to blow their doors off. And then they were down the entire game from Jump Street. It got it close to seven, but really were trailing double digits most of the game. And so that's the great thing about it. This is what we want in sports as fans, not as degenerate gamblers, not as Warrior fans or Raptor fans, just people who watch basketball or watch sports for the competitive nature of it. We want to see really good, entertaining, exciting games. And that's what we've seen both in the Stanley Cup Finals and in these NBA Finals, which will go to game number what? Tomorrow night? Game number four, Robin. Our favorite number in all games. Thank you. What game is that again? But there was not just that wasn't the only situation in the game last night. We had a developing situation. Yes, we did. Which is simmering at this hour way after the game ended last night. Because if you watch the game... It's an ironic developing... there There was one moment... One moment that got a lot of attention. Kyle Lowry, a pest to many people, tries to save a ball, goes out of bounds. We see it happen a lot. The fans mm-hmm. are right there. When a player goes out of bounds in basketball, he's in the stands. There's no boards like hockey. There's no glass separating them. It's really the only sport where you're right there on the, on the court with the fans. Yeah. And so Kyle Lowry goes off into the stands, and one woman patted him on the back, and one guy... One guy decides he's got to shove Kyle Lowry and push him away. Kyle Lowry goes crazy, 
and is like telling the officials, and the, and the guy who did it was actually thrown out of the game. That was last night. Mm-hmm. And then after we all saw that, everybody was going crazy. Kyle Lowry after the game said, you can't do that. Yes, the fans belong there. They pay to go there. They're allowed to sit there and say stuff. But what he did was unacceptable. And I hope he's punished. Then this morning on ESPN on that Get Up show, two NBA players got together. Jay Will and Richard Jefferson. This is what they said about the fan who put his hands on Kyle Lowry last night. He should be banned from all NBA games ever. Let me tell you why. Because as, as a competitive athlete, when you're lost in that moment, and I understand you're supposed to be bigger than the game and always uphold yourself to a higher standard, but when I'm lost in this fire of battle like I am every day with RJ, if somebody randomly comes out and just pushes me in the middle of the game, what if my reaction is to swing back real quick or to push you back? It turns into an altercation. It turns into a potential Detroit Pistons situation, right. and that's how things escalate. So, yes, he should be banned from all NBA games. 1,000%. There were guys, and again, we're not, we're not going to compare this to the malice in the palace, yeah. but you know, there were guys that were you know, having criminal charges brought up against them, and that's not the situation, but the point is, that man's push could have affected the outcome of the NBA Finals. Like you said, if Kyle Lowry would have pushed the guy back or done something, and then a, a, you know somebody throws a drink at Kyle and somebody loses or his fan or, or his teammates rush over to help out, all of a sudden, if you have suspensions during the NBA Finals oh, because yeah. a fan that was sitting in the front row decides to just push a player for no reason, that's why the person well, has to be gone forever. It's one thing to have home court advantage or maybe a hostile environment at your home court. These, these things are obviously not acceptable. So there it is. That was this morning. Kyle Lowry, after the game, said this guy should not be allowed in the building. But guess what? I found out early this morning that we knew the perpetrator and we know who the man yeah. was. What's interesting to oh, note here, here... As Vin Scully would say during the Dodger broadcasts, guess who the guy was who showed up and pushed Kyle Lowry in the stands? He was ejected. No, it wasn't the Cub fan who dropped the, uh, the circle game thing nope. at the Cubs game. No, that guy's been banned for life, never to be seen again. He's been thrown off Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everything. The guy last night who was thrown out, we will see whether he is banned for life for shoving an NBA player. And guess what? Somehow I don't think so. You know why he will not be banned for life? <laughs> because his name is, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Stevens. Come on down, brother. Who might Mark Stevens Mark be, Tony? Mark Stevens. No, he's not a game show host. No, he's not a talk show host in the great Golden State Bay Area of San Francisco. He happens to be a venture capitalist and part owner of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my goodness gracious. How about that? So now, this guy, everybody's saying he should be banned for life. He should never be allowed. So the Warriors issued a statement this morning once everybody finally realized who the guy was. By the way, you don't think that the Warriors' ownership group... Well, their great PR guy, when he saw the tape, knew exactly yeah. who that guy was. They probably went, oh, shit. shit. Now what are we going to do? Now let me ask you, because I actually <laughs> didn't, I didn't see the altercation. So was there anybody around uh, Stevens that, that made Yes, he's sitting courtside. There was a right. woman next to him with probably his wife or somebody okay. he was with. But they all have the medallions because right. front row courtside so was, seats. When you saw the video, was he protecting somebody? No. Yeah, and that, that's the point, Robin. Guys go into the stands all I the know. time. They're running for a loose ball, I and they it. accidentally fall into the crowd. So if you watch it again, there's a woman that's next to this guy, Mark Stevens, who actually pats him on the back. 
you know, in other words, hey, good job, you're okay, everybody's okay. There's another warrior fan who's obviously a muckety-muck, a woman who goes and puts his finger, her finger, pointing at Kyle Lowry to get out like mm -hmm. he's not supposed to be there. She didn't do anything wrong. She just, you know, she was upset. She was taunting. And then the guy who pushes Kyle Lowry had no reason to push him. That's the point. You watch the tape. There's no way to defend this. Again, I didn't even know who he was. And I think that fan, you put, a, you put your hands on a player. That's not your, you know, we see Drake up in Toronto. Mm -hmm. He gets into it with Draymond Green. They go face to face and they talk trash. But they're not pushing each other. They're not putting hands on one another. It's just bullshit chucking and jiving between fans and players. That happens all the time. Guys are courtside at every game who pay a lot of money for those seats. Celebrities. This guy's a part owner of the franchise, and he puts his hands on Kyle Lowry. So the Warriors issued a statement this morning condemning the action of team investor Mark Stevens for shoving Kyle Lowry. Quote, Mr. Stevens' behavior last night did not reflect the high standards that we hope to exemplify as an organization. We're extremely disappointed in his actions, and along with Mr. Stevens, offer our sincere apology to Kyle Lowry and the Toronto Raptors organization for this unfortunate misconduct. There is no place for such interaction between, between fans or anyone and players at an NBA game. So now here's the big question. They threw him out last night. Right. Security did, because that's yes. the rules. The official actually says, get him out of here. Well, and I'm glad that they're holding him to the same standards that they would but, but the everybody point else is, during the game. Will they ban him from ever being at a game again? You're going to tell a guy who's got a big piece of his venture capitalist money in the organization, hey, sucker, you're out of here. Here's your damn money. Get out. Are they going to do that to this guy? The Cubs fan got thrown out for life for doing a stupid circle thing. Mm -hmm. This guy, because he's a part owner, if you think, and if the Warriors do say to this guy, we want your money back. We want no parts of you in this organization. I'll be impressed. I will. And I will. And you know me. I love, I love the Warriors. I love their front office. I love their PR guy who's the best in the business. Mm -hmm. He is the best in the business. And so I will tell you that if they do this and they throw this guy out, because remember, the Warriors have all big, all big, the Sixers have one majority owner and then they have investors. You know how it works. Mm -hmm. These are venture capitalists. They all have a lot of money. They all want to sit in the front row. So they throw in a couple hundred thousand dollars to be a whatever, a million dollars. They'll throw it in and say, hey, I want to be a minority owner and have a piece of the team so I can sit courtside and bring some hot bimbo with me to sit side next to me. And that's how it works. Some chick who's going, no, I don't know if, I'm not saying the woman who was next to him was a hot bimbo. She was a blonde who was obviously either his wife or somebody sitting next to him. Right. And so she actually did the right thing. She got up, and you can see it. She pats Kyle Lowry on the bat like, back like, all right, good job, man. You're okay. We're I'm okay. I'm playing it right and now. And she understood that Kyle Lowry wasn't jumping in there to fight with fans. He was a big player going into the stands accidentally. And then the guy pushes him. I'm, I'm, You'll see it. The guy gives him a right. shove. He goes out of his way to get up and shove him. And he didn't even fall into the guy. He didn't even fall into Mark Williams. No, he, he was next to him. He, he fell into the fan... Right next yeah, to Yeah, there Mark was really, Williams. I'm watching it again. There's, there's really it no reason. Matter. I mean, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder could see this and say this guy's a dirtbag and should not be allowed. If the Warriors want to do the right thing, they got to tell this Mark Williams jerk off, hey, sucker, you just, you just made our franchise look like shit. You're a piece of garbage. You're a no good, dirty, rotten, 
piece of white trash, sucker. I don't care if you go to country clubs. I don't care if you're a rich white guy, privileged jerk off. You're out of here. We don't want to see you in this goddamn building again. Now, of course, they'll be in a new building next year. And, oh, by the way, when we move over across the bay to San Francisco in our new building, I don't want to see your sucker face in that joint either, bastard. Mark Williams, you get the hell out of here and stay out. That's, what, that's the statement. That's my prepared statement today, speaking on behalf of the Warrior Organization, saying things that they can never put in a press release. Because that condemnation, they say they condemn it. That's the condemnation, what I just gave you. That's the kind of condemnation this piece of shit, Mark Williams, country club-looking, white trash jerk-off with a lot of money, just another big dick loser. You want to talk about white privilege? That's white privilege right there, ladies and gentlemen. A man who puts his hands on an NBA player because he's a privileged jerk sitting courtside at an NBA now, game. S Falcon 39, I don't know, this might be breaking news, but they're reporting that they did ban him. No, they took him out of the game and they no, said they're going to deal with it. They're saying it's now a banning. So let's see if this is if I can find that information I'm anywhere. The latest I saw was the statement that was released at 12:38 right before we came on the air. And obviously the you know, when when everybody on every talk show when you got NBA players on national TV saying this guy should be banned, and when we just had a Cubs fan banned for doing nothing in the same stratosphere, and they immediately, not even talking to that kid in Chicago who got thrown out and banned for life. They have. They have banned him for the rest of the finals. That's not, that's not good I enough. I, it's not good enough to the rest of the finals. Well, it says in the statement here. One hour ago, let's see. That's the, that's the story I have. Okay, so here's the, here's the, so the Warriors said Stevens, who is listed as a member of the Warriors executive board in the team's media guide, will not attend any remaining NBA Finals game and that a review of the incident was ongoing. So we know they told him not to come around for the rest of the series. Right. That's not good enough. You're not supposed to. Oh, the next year when they go to a new building, that was last year. This is now. No, you cannot have a person who, who is a part owner of a team being that irresponsible. Even if it was a mistake, you don't make those mistakes when you're in management. You're an owner of a team. Imagine any other owner. Of a, imagine Jerry Jones going down on the, on the field and grabbing a member of the opposing team when he sees something he doesn't like. Going Woody Hayes on a guy. Remember, Woody Hayes grabbed a player and was banned from football during a game when he lost his mind in Ohio State back in the day. He went and grabbed the opposing player by the face mask and pulled him down. He got thrown out for that. This guy should not be, forget about, oh, he's not going to be able, he's not going to be allowed to go to any more NBA Finals game. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're not damn. talking about just the right, you are talking about banning, yeah, period. He should be told Boom. to cash in his chips right now. Cash in your chips and get the fuck out of here. That's what I would say to him. If I'm Joe Lacob and I'm the Warriors, you know, the whole, I, what, what, I, what, what they're just telling me is what I told you before, is that this guy was told, they knew who he was right away. Right. They didn't say anything about it last night. But what happened is they wake up this morning early in San Francisco and they see the videotape, which they knew last night. They knew when he was thrown out who he was. It's not like the people in the organization. It's not like Joe Lacob didn't know who the guy was who showed Kyle Lowry. They all knew it. The problem was nobody else knew it until this, till later today, till later this morning. Because Jay Will, Jay Williams, Richard Jefferson on the morning shows on the East Coast, were saying that fan should be banned. So obviously they didn't know who he was. 
But once they found out who it was, the Warriors knew, they immediately had to put yes. the fire out. And so that's the bottom line. You know, Donald, the Donald Sterling got run out as the owner of the Clippers, and justifiably so, because he was a racist, and he was banging some psychopathic chick who started telling everything about him. So she got him out. Pat Hayden runs down on the field when he doesn't like calls in Pac-12 games, but, that does, but he didn't put his hands on anybody. You can argue from the sidelines. There's a guy at the Sixers game, this old dude with long hair. He's yelling at the officials all the time, yep. but he's not putting his hands on it. Right. He's not using profanity. You can, you can yell. Drake is there at every Toronto yell, Raptor don't game. don't touch. Exactly. You, now, if you start saying racially insensitive oh, stuff, yeah. but Drake and Draymond Green are just trash talking. We saw them. They like get in each other's face. But there's no pushing and shoving. And as they pointed out, what happens if Kyle Lowry, what happens if Kyle Lowry takes a swing back at this I know. guy? Right? Kyle Lowry showed great restraint. Now, a lot of people don't like Kyle Lowry, but that has nothing to do with it. Kyle Lowry did nothing wrong. He's a player on his floor. He goes out of bounds playing basketball. And anybody who puts his hands on him, as they said, if, what I imagine if he throws a punch at this guy and knocks his ass out? He would, have been, he would have been suspended. He would have been thrown out of the series. There could have been a brawl right there, right on the floor. That's what could have happened. Luckily, it didn't because Kyle Lowry just told the official, did you see what that guy just did? So anyway, this guy's got to be thrown out as, as an owner. You can't allow people, because there's a lot of crazy owners in sports. You know, Jerry Jones is a crazy owner, but he's not going across over the line and physically assaulting people because he's, lo he's lost another game or Tony Rombo fumbled a snap and didn't get the extra point off or the field goal. Jerry Jones has a lot of reasons to go crazy because of the failures of the Cowboys <laughs> since they last won their Super Bowl. You know, he comes down on the field thinking that the Cowboys are going to win, and then they find a way to lose. Do you see him running out on the field and grabbing an official or grabbing another player by the face mask? No, because he's a professional. He understands he's the owner of a major business that's worth billions of dollars. Exactly. This guy should be banned from even allowing to watch an NBA, from having the NBA ticket on his damn TV. He shouldn't be allowed to watch games on television. That's how. That's what a jerk it's, off this it's guy. It's kind of like you, Tony. Like you will go on rants. You will. You will yell, but you don't lay a finger on anybody. Exactly. Never. Ever. Ever. And no, he's not. And if they allow this guy in a suite, then they're doing the wrong thing. This guy is not allowed right. to be in the building. This guy should not allow, not be allowed to have a piece of the team. And it's probably a small piece. I mean, he's not the major owner. No. So what did he put in? A million, two million bucks? I'm sure that there are probably other people that would be more than willing to take his place. And again, a lot of the owners, you know, a lot of ownership group people, they go up and sit in the suite in the box. If he had done that, that wouldn't have happened. But the fact that this guy is a part owner, a venture capitalist mm -hmm. of the team, is a black eye for the Warriors organization, who are a great organization, and also a black eye for the NBA. Yeah. This is not just about the Warriors. This is another stain on the NBA Finals. Because more people will be talking about this today than they're going to be talking about the game last night and watching, or the game coming up tomorrow night. Watching the video, I mean, like I, before watching the video, I was pitching and giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. Like if you had somebody fall on you and you're sort of pushing them up and maybe it was misconstrued, but there was no misconstruing this video at all. Uh, 
because when Kyle Lowry fell over, he didn't fall into him either. I know, he fell into fell a guy, and seat. it was in the seat next to him. Correct. And then he reached over and pushed him. Exactly. That's so, the yeah, bottom there was line. No, that's the bottom line, and that's where you're wrong. And I know it's spur of the moment, but you got to know that if you're if you're a part owner of a team, you don't put your hands on a player. <laughs> the players are what makes the game, not some schmuck billionaire jerk off with a golf shirt on and a lanyard around his neck. Damn, I hate rich white people. <laughs> now I know why we talk about white privilege. How, how about that's how about white just, privilege right there? How about just rich privilege? No, rich white privilege, because that's a rich white jerk off who probably made his money illegally. And again, I know he's going to probably sue me, but I don't care. Come at me. Come, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Put your goddamn golf shirt on, and you come to Philly, and we'll take it outside. And I will beat your ass down right on the street. Right on the street, right here at Broad and Snyder. I'll take the grease off the lamppost from the Eagles Super Bowl parade, and I will take you and I will beat you down like the worthless piece of garbage you are. You following me, Mark Stevens? Probably not even his real name. It's probably not even his real name. Bastard. That man is a no-good, dirty, rotten bastard. All right, I had to get that off my chest. You come into my city, you'll get your behind kick, sucker. Don't you ever step foot in my city. I'm ashamed of the Warriors brand, which started here in Philadelphia as the Philadelphia Warriors. You not only bring shame, shame, shame. Shall I, would you like to know who Mark Stevens is? He's a venture capitalist guy. So this was the press release by the Warriors back on August 16th, 2013, where they announced that Mark Stevens was joining the Golden State Warriors ownership group. Um, and he is a Silicon Valley venture capitalist, no as shit. you said. Um, he purchased the equity interests of the team. I do not want to see this pre-sale ticket information. Uh, pre uh, equity interest in the team previously held by Vivek Ranadive. He was the guy that owned the Sacramento Kings. And joined the team's ownership group as an executive board member. Uh, yeah, in the, other words, he's a part owner. Right. And a lot of all businesses have, all NBA teams, all football teams, unless, you know, like Jerry Jones, I, don't, I, I think his, his family's involved. I don't know if he has minority owners. Jerry Jones runs the Cowboy Dynasty, like Robert Kraft. Does he have some partners? Probably. So this guy's not yeah. a big muckety-muck, no, but no, no. he is so a part is the, owner of the team. He is, and, and Mark, at least as of 2013, was the managing partner of S-Cubed Capital in Menlo Park, California, which we know very which well. Which is the, one of the worst places on earth, and everybody who lives there should be arrested and ashamed today for even having to live. If you live near Mark Stevens in Menlo Park, Robin's mom, who lives in Menlo Park, mm -hmm. if you live anywhere near this person, you must shun him. You must go in front of his house and start chanting, shame, shame. Do we have that in there, Robin? I don't, but it should really be part of your uh, repertoire. If I was a protester, I would go put on a pussy hat, and I'd run out to Menlo Park, because there are plenty of them out there, and I'd stand in front of his house, and I'd be screaming, shame, shame, shame. Am I wrong here? Am I going... A little too far? I think you might be going no, a little I'm not, too far. Because I'm more than disappointed. See, the Warriors statement says they're disappointed in there. I, think, I think, Tony, that uh, um, shaming, uh, going after somebody's business is wrong. 
I'm not going after his business. I don't care what he does. I'm going after him. <laughs> I'm going after him. Not his businesses. What am, how am I going to... I don't do boycotts. I don't say, oh, boycott. I don't give a crap what he does. By All I way, know is what he shouldn't be doing. Brandy85, thank you very much for just subscribing on Tier 1. <laughs> oh, thank you, Brenda Marie. Let me give her a roaring round of applause. I stand up for what's right. A big, a big poppy... Uh, Big Poppy, the boss, says, I've taken a dump at a coffee shop in Menlo Park. Well, who uh, hasn't? See, this is, my thought is, it's enough to ban him. It's enough to publicly shame him because of this. But then leave it alone after that. Who are you telling to express their opinions? Well, I, do I, uh, I'm telling to express opinions exactly like you do. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for him to be doxxed. We know where well, he lives. We he lives in Menlo Park. <laughs> We don't know if he met. He works in Menlo Park. Well, all the rich people are in Menlo Park. That's where Facebook. I'm assuming that's where all the tech people are. But I'm assuming that he doesn't live in Menlo Park. He probably lives in Menlo Atherton. Oh, excuse me. I know he doesn't live in East Palo Alto. How about that? Yeah. How? That's a pretty. That's a pretty good. (laughs) Good bet. Good bet. Because that's good Bay Area knowledge right there. Right. I bring up the music, Robin. I want to play this song for Mark Stevens. Something is playing on something else, right? It's not on mine, Tony Bruno. That would be on yours. You have something else going on. Would you like me to turn it again? I got it now. Let's go back to Evelyn Champagne King and play this for Mark Stevens. What you do is a dirty, rotten shame. Love this song. Remember this, Evelyn Champagne King, Robin? They used to play this on soccer made in Germany highlights from the Bundesliga on Saturday mornings. I am not familiar with this one. Are you kidding me, Robin? Yeah. This not was really. disco greatness back in the day. Now, I did, lo- I, I did love me some disco, good disco music. I took disco dancing lessons. How great was Evelyn Champagne King, man. 1992. We're not talking way, way back. See, I'm, I'm, now people are bump, bump, debumping me. You're training people way too well. Damn it. It's a dance rant Thursday. <laughs> Toby Charles, that's right. Great job there. From, uh... You know, while we are listening to this music, I'm going to take our first of two, first phone call. To see if the person who is calling Let's go to the phones. would like to um, would like to go with us tonight to the tequila dinner at Cantina Laredo. We'll bust out some King of Champagne King too. So if you are able to go this evening and you are in the Greater Delaware Valley to the uh, King of Prussia Cantina Laredo dinner that starts, the cocktail hour starts at 7 p.m. Give us a call right now at 215-462-TONY. That is 215-462-8669. Back in your house where I want I want to be. While Tony's singing, <laughs> we're going to let Tony right, wait, 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 wait. She's going to bring it up now. She's bringing it down the house. Here we go. Now. You're ashamed. Robin only knows the shame, shame, shame from this stupid Game of Thrones scene, which was lame because those chicks weren't even weren't even angry. The C- CSM 77 says, says uh, 
CSMC 29 EF says, Shame was released in 1977, the year that I was born. Yeah, that's great stuff. Rainy right Baird, there. that's a 70s song. That is a 70s. I said 92. That's when they put it on uh, yes. YouTube. I know my 70s. This is disco era greatness right here. But see, they would take this riff, uh-huh. the instrumental part of the song, and play it over soccer highlights on PBS on Saturday mornings back in the 70s, early 80s. Like one the that Bundesliga. They, like, they would show like the week in review, the best goals from the German soccer. So it was like a Hans Bachenbauer. Shame. It was a shame. Like they didn't use the term. They didn't. You couldn't hear them saying shame. Oh. It was just the, the the rhythm beat. I got you. You know what I'm saying? They just put it on a loop. It's a great song, man. This is a shame on you. Mark Stevens Thursday in the house with the jam posse. All right, let's go to the phone, Rob. Right now, uh, I'm hoping the phone is working again. Is the phone ringing? I don't know. Is there a red light there? So, once again, if you are interested in going to the King of Prussia... Cantina Laredo, mm-hmm. dinner with us tonight. Tonight! Thursday, June 6th. Uh, give us a call right now at 215-462-T-O-N-Y. Or if you want to call and shame Miss Robin on her bad Evelyn Champagne <laughs> King 1977 disco hey, classic. You you can call anyway. It doesn't have to be the but, but uh, Either way, give us a call. Lines are open. Yes, they are. I couldn't think of any other shame songs. I thought you had the clip from, uh, that was Soccer Made in Germany. Yes, that's great knowledge. See, my soccer knowledge goes way back. I'm not just one of these jump-on-the-bandwagon hipsters in this country now watching soccer because their friends told them to. I'm going back, back, back. I just did a search for songs with the word shame in it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Evelyn Champagne King came up. That's got to be number one on the Um, list right there. Then there's Ain't That a Shame by Fats Domino. Shirley and Company, Shame, Shame, Shame. Is that the same one? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I have that one. Let's see if I can pull that one up. Of course, there's a shameless TV show on uh, Showtime. Right. But that's not good. I mean, it's okay, but there's no good music in that show. You know what I'm saying? There was a movie called Shame. This is is Shirley and Company. Remember this song? Yes, this one I know. And you didn't know Evelyn Champagne King? No. This wasn't as big. This was a good song. Don't get me wrong. My feet want to move, so get out of my way. I'm going to have my say. I'm going to every discotheque. I'm going to dance, dance, dance. I can hit this note, too. I want to see you try. No, I can't get that. Shame on you. What you can't get Actually, that was pretty good, I have to admit. That was Don't pretty good, Tony Bruno. If you get the notion, you can't stop the group cause you Ain't no sports talk radio show this funky, baby. Got my diamond in the back. Put on your shaggy ring of all men. Now that's a man right there. Don't want to go. Remember one monkey don't stop no show. My body needs 
who doesn't? I love this song. All right, everybody now. This one's for you there, Mark. I'm not going to get a hernia. Don't worry. I'm not. <laughs> if Tony is singing like this sober, can you imagine him with alcohol? <laughs> Damn right. Don't stop the motion. Now, Tony, there's also Aerosmith did a shame, shame, shame. I mean, they did? Did they re-record it or was it? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sweating now. That's good. Shame on you. <sighs> it just got a hernia trying to sing this. This AJ in San Antonio. All right. Let's go do a slow fade here. All righty, righty. I'm having too much fun with this I one. know. <sighs> we don't leave anything in the locker room on this show. <laughs> we put it all out there every single day. <laughs> yes, we do. To the, uh, to the delight of all of our fans. Exactly. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business because you know what we have going on right now, Robin? Yes. Thursday afternoon baseball action up in Pittsburgh. Getaway day. And your Pittsburgh Pirates, after falling behind 1-0, have jumped on top of the Atlanta Braves. 3-1 in the bottom of the fifth with the Buccos batting. And, of course, the Atlanta Braves a game and a half behind the Phillies who were idle last night, actually finished off their series in San Diego, are off today. Phillies will open up a series against the Cincinnati Reds back here in Philly on Friday night. So they're watching this Braves-Pirates game because the Braves could fall two games back if they lose this one in Pittsburgh today. And uh, by the way, they played uh, last night. They played pretty late. That game last night ended at midnight because they had a big rain delay. Yeah. And by the time that game ended, it was midnight. So midnight game, they had to go home, go to the hotel, get back, and then start at 12.35 in Pittsburgh. Pirates won last night 7-4, and then boom, they get right back to the ballpark to start at 12.35, and they are already, as I mentioned, in the top top of the six now. 3-1, Pittsburgh leaves the Braves. The Giants, who laid a beatdown, or the Mets laid a beatdown last night after getting beat down by the Giants the other night, finishing up their series in New York this afternoon and the Giants lead 3-2 now 
But the Mets are batting in the bottom of the seventh. Men on second and third with one out. Giants three, Mets two. Robinson Cano came back, but he's out of the lineup again after tweaking his quad. So that's been a disaster. The whole Robinson Cano to the Mets, don't you know? And so it's been nothing but injuries and problems for Cano since he came to the New York Metropolitans. Of course, the big story in baseball last night was Craig Kimbrell. It didn't take him long after June 1st to find a new team. Craig, Craig Kimbrell, the closer, of course, been sitting around waiting for June 1st because teams were afraid to sign him. He's going to earn $10 million this season, $16 million in 2020 and 2021, $1 million buyout on a club bust vesting option for the fourth year. And now the Cubs get Craig Kimbrell as a closer, three-year, $43 million year, ending the seven-month free agency for one of the best bullpen arms in Major League Baseball. Craig Kimbrell uh, is going to report to the Cubs for a physical today, and the expectation is he'll be ready to pitch before June 20th according to Jeff Passan at ESPN. John Lester said, hey, it's like getting a gift on Christmas morning and having to wait to open it up for a week before he gets here. <laughs> so anyway, so the Cubs, who are now only a game out behind the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central Division, and the Brewers have been getting slapped around too by none other than the Miami Marlins. What's up with the Miami Marlins, man? All of a sudden, the Marlins... Well, they're still in last place and still have the worst division in the National League. But they're going for a sweep today, the Marlins, at Milwaukee. 24-3, the Marlins have outscored the Brew Crew in the last couple of days. Will they finish off the sweep? The Marlins have won four in a row, seven of their last nine, but they're still in last place. So give the Marlins credit. They haven't quit. They're playing well. And we'll find, I mean, obviously they're not going anywhere in that division, but it's still good to see guys playing hard. How about Chris Sale, guy who got off to a horrible start for your Boston Red Sox? You know what he did yesterday? He pitched a complete game, shutout, 8 nothing. his first complete game in three years. He went the distance, which means a complete game, and for those of you who are scoring at home and don't know what that means. And the Kansas City Royals just stink out loud. They have blown 23 st- 23 leads so far this year. Unfortunately, they didn't blow a lead yesterday because they didn't score any runs. They were shut out by Chris Sale, who had an immaculate inning, his second immaculate inning of the season. You know what an immaculate inning is, Robin, in baseball? No, what is an immaculate? It's not the immaculate conception, which has happened twice, once with the birth of Jesus, and then the immaculate reception with Franco Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. An immaculate inning in baseball for a pitcher is throwing nine pitches striking out all three batters in one inning and only throwing nine pitches, three to each. That's Ah, happened twice already this year for Chris Sale, as I mentioned, got off to a horrible start, and now all of a sudden has picked it up. He had an immaculate inning against the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles back on May 8th, and then last night against the Kansas City Royals had an immaculate inning against them. That's pretty immaculate. My house is not immaculate because we've got three cats and they're all laying down and sleeping. Lazy bastards. So anyway, that's your baseball update. Cincinnati and St. Louis. Boston and Kansas City are pay- playing again this afternoon. Tampa Bay, Detroit. And as I mentioned, the game's already underway. Mets have tied it up now. Still batting in the bottom of the seventh inning. Mets three, Giants three. First and third and still only one out up there at City Field. The Pirates... In the top of the sixth now, the Braves batting, but the Pirates lead 3-1. to one. Detroit and Tampa Bay are underway. 
Top of the fourth, Tigers and Tampa Bay Rays 1-1. In the middle of the third, the Red Sox have jumped out already. 4-2, they lead the Kansas City Royals in action in KC. The Reds in St. Louis, the uh, Cardinals up 1-0. They're in the bottom of the third. Cardinals batting against the Reds. The Reds, after this game, will fly into Philly to get ready for a series this weekend against the Eagles. Marlins and Brewers just underway in the middle of the first. And then also this afternoon, Colorado at the Cubs. Cubs going for a sweep. Cubs are playing hot, and they're only a game out, as I mentioned. And the Astros and Seattle in Seattle. Houston going at it today against the Mariners. All afternoon action. And you know we love afternoon action. And Sale only threw 102 pitches in that game. And I mentioned that's... For a guy who looked like he was shot earlier in the year, Chris Sale has really stepped it up for the Red Sox. And I mentioned, I already told you, Ed, Mets tied with the Giants 3-3. Still two men on, one out in the bottom of the seventh up at City Field. You're not getting fresher baseball updates than this. I mean nowhere. Not even on Kiner's Corner with the late, great Ralph Kiner. So what's going to happen to Zobris now with the Cubs? What's going to happen to everybody? Because a lot of teams now you still have, you know, you still have Dallas Keuchel out there, the starter. Right. He's looking for a job. He's going to have a lot of suitors. The Yankees obviously are very interested. So are other teams. So we'll find out about him. But Kimbrell, first to go of the two guys who were free agents but got no takers before June 1st because stupid teams are worried about losing a fifth-round draft pick. I mean, how idiotic is that? Jesus. Now, is Ed taking a shot at me, Ed Nasta? So thanks, Tony. Nice to have a little sports talk every once in a while. <laughs> what the hell have we been talking about here? What does that mean, Ed? I think that means that... Does that uh, mean you know, that this is good, what we're doing? I think Or is this bad, what we're doing? He, you know, he, he uh, is probably referring to the fact that you have ADD, and sometimes, you know... No, you I always, sports is what would I do first. But I got into the Raptors series. I got into the biggest story from that series, which is an owner of the, part owner of the team pushing a player. That's a big damn deal. I'm not talking about what LeBron had for dinner last night. I'm talking about things that happened last night, and I'm already talking about things happening today. Jesus Now tonight, of course, Robin, you know what we have? You know what we have going on tonight, Robin? What do we have going on tonight, Tony? Can you give me a little Gloria? Because we still have to play this. I'm sorry. I mean, people don't want to hear Gloria anymore. Too bad. Tough shit. Gloria's still alive. She's, well, she's not. She's dead. But the song is still alive, That's what for I'm sure. talking about. Gloria wasn't the woman who sang the song. I know. But I'm just, I'm just making sure that people understand what is actually still alive. Gloria is still alive. Which I was accurate in saying just a few moments ago. <laughs> now let's get down to the business. Because we've got Game 5, Stanley Cup action. Crank this up, Robin. Why did you, did you lower my volume here? I got... I got this thing cranked. No, no, I want my, my board cranked up, not the Gloria song. There we go. We got to get into the mood. Now stop Gloria for a second. Put Gloria on hold. Let me say it for the first time. Doug McGregor just said it. Damn it, Robin! This is like an emotional road of. Thank you, D. Conrad in Las Vegas. I take you on an emotional ride. Laugh, cry, think. 
get outraged every once in a while? Something like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith who has to be angry about something every day? We don't, this anger doesn't drive the show. No. It's a roller coaster of emotions. And we have a roller coaster update, too. Yes, we will have a roller coaster. And I, if I had a little more room in the backyard, yes. I would go after this sucker. We will have a roller coaster update. We will have a pissed off in Philly update, keeping it local. Plus, we'll have a Florida update. That goes without saying. And a millennials are the softest generation in the history of civilized mankind. We'll have that update. Taco Bell in Louisiana. 911 situation. We will have 911 at a Taco Bell, and we will have an evil Walmart update. Yes, there's an evil Walmart out there, and we're going to try to find a way to get the evil spirits out. I saw some evil woman in the Walmart in Florida. That was a big ass one down there in Clearwater. I saw a witchy was, woman one time. Oh, yeah, that's huge. And yes, the game will probably not be on NBC over the air because they'll have like uh, some stupid game show on, and it'll be on NBCSN. No, that's the NBA. Let me get back to the end and hockey. So tonight, the Stanley Cup back in Boston, game four, five actually, game five, not four. This is game five. This is pivotal because you know what it is right now, Rob. It's a three-game series. Yes. Bruins have home ice, but home ice hasn't really mattered so far, has it, Bruin fans? Blues, can they win on the road? The betting public doesn't think so. The Boston Bruins are minus 310 tonight. That means you have to bet $310 to win $100 on the, uh, on the Boston Bruins. That's how much of a favorite they are back home. But Zadino Shara not talking because his jaw's all messed up and he lost some teeth. He may or may not play tonight. So in hockey of all the sports, they keep it really secret. As of right now, they're not expecting the big fella. Zadino Chara to play tonight, but don't be surprised if he does. And if he does, that's a big break and a big physical presence for the Boston Bruins tonight. Boston, St. Louis. Crank up the Gloria now, Robin. Crank her up. Yes, and the Swedish chef says, if Chara sees his shadow, do we get three more games? You like that one, Robin? I'll play round ball rock. I mean, I got all the NBA. I got all the the NHL, all the NFL. I got college football. I got college basketball. I got everything you need, baby. But most importantly, I got... Yes. And the blues... You know, when they go, when they go on the road, the blue, they ain't afraid of nobody. And tonight, the blue, you think they're going to be intimidated being up in the Boston Garden, the TD Center, the TD Garden? Not the original Boston Garden. That's long gone. See, I would go over and watch it at the uh, Jack's NYB, but we got to go to the tequila dinner tonight, Robin. I saw minus 110 on the ESPN thingy. Let me go to Vegas Insider. I don't trust ESPN's lines. I don't know. 
maybe that's a series number, but on ESPN, they have minus 310. I thought it was a high number. But right now on VegasInsider.com, with the Vegas odds on the blue and the Bruin. The blue. St. Louis, it says, is plus 140, over under five and a half goals. Boston's minus 155. So it's not minus 310. I don't know where ESPN, unless that's the series odds. Why would they put minus 310 as the only odds I see on their on their preview page? It's an outrage. Minus 155 right now at Vegas Insider. That would know it opened at minus 155. The current number is 148. So the number's going down because they know the Blues are not afraid and they're a good team on the road and there may not be a Zadino Charlotte in it. So minus 148. Basically one and a half to one. If you're scoring at home, if you are, congratulations. Hot and humid. Speaking of hot and humid, Robin, am I going to make a pick on this game? No. I don't know who's going to win this game. I don't bet on hockey. I don't bet on anything unless I'm in Vegas or I'm at a casino where you can bet. Until we get the betting apps up and running where I can actually make a bet from the comfort of my home. Somebody was actually asking about the Belmont. I'm not talking Belmont today. No. We're going to do that tomorrow? Yeah, we'll do tomorrow, Belmont. Are we going to get Hank back on? We'll get Hank back on. <sighs> Did anybody think the Warriors were going to lose last night at home? Hell no. Did Dean think the Blues were going to win the other night? In their home game? Game three? Hell game four? No. no. So I'm not telling anybody who to bet on in hockey. Thank you. But speaking of hot and humid, you know what today is, Rob? What is today? As we transition in our big sports block right here. It's, we got NFL non-action here. Because today was supposed to be the 10th and final day of organized team activities for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, all teams are going to have... Many teams are having their mini camps. Right. That's when it becomes mandatory for the players to show up. Uh-huh. The Eagles will have that next week. But today was the 10th and final day of the organized team activities, as they call it, mm-hmm. where you don't have to be there if you're a player. But most players are there. A couple of other players aren't, and everybody gets worked up about that. If they're not there next week for the, for the real mini camp, then you can start talking. But guess what Dougie Peterson, Super Bowl champion coach, Doug Peterson did today? What did he do? Instead of taking the boys out there one more time in the hot, sticky, severe thunderstorm watch fields of South Philadelphia, uh-huh. he said, boys, let's get out of this joint. How about, let's say we head over to South Philly Bowl, South Bowl. Nice. And roll a few frames today. Doug Peterson took the Eagles over to, you know where that is. Yeah, I do. South Bowl in it's South great- Philly. Great little place. And those boys were rolling this fully morning. Fully air-conditioned. Well, what, what bowling alley's not air-conditioned? Has uh, has some nice... Even li- bowling alleys and trailer parks food, have air-conditioned. Food, libation. No, it's a great spot. So you know what this is a sign of? And actually, there's some there's videos. Carson Wentz can really roll it. Can he? Oh, man. he's. You watch him making some spares. Doug Peterson can bowl well, too. So these guys are out there rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those balls rolling. Raw hide. So the Eagles went out and bowled today instead of hitting the field. But guess what's interesting to note here, Robin? This is deep inside training camp knowledge or OTA knowledge. Two years ago, 
Doug Peterson did the same thing. He took them to paintball. He took them all out to paintball. It's great teamwork. You know, but you know what happened that year when they took them out to paintball? What happened? They won the Super Bowl hey. that year. Last year, he didn't take them anywhere. This year, he takes them bowling. Bowling is much safer than paintball. Because, you know, you get some guys pissed off at paintball. Guy hits another guy the wrong yeah, way, yeah, then yeah. is brawling and stuff. That's violent. That's teaching young, impressionable football players violence. Bowling is a good family sport. They got the PBA Nationals going on right now. Robin and I haven't bowled in a long time, though. The last, last time we went bowling. You fell on your face. That's because I was trying to throw it too hard. I didn't stay within myself. I, wish- I actually didn't have bowling shoes on. That was the other problem. Yes, you didn't have bowling <laughs> shoes on. That was like the biggest problem. But, oh, do I wish that I had my camera rolling on that one. Because that would have been a major YouTube starring moment. Ah, it's very disappointing in myself. I got to play a little bowling mashup music here now, Robin, just to get the mood right. Here we go. Here we go. This is bowling mashup music, it says. No, this is a bowling song. Do they play this in bowling alleys? <laughs> we will, we will rock you. They timed it with the guy dropping the ball down, going for the. Uh, How about if I just I I just play uh, the video of Carson Wentz? Bowling. Oh, do we have it? But there's no sound though. I watched it earlier this morning. Well, let's see if there's any sound. But even if there's no sound, I you can just actually... watch here. I want people to watch this. If you're watching us live, obviously we're not playing Bowling for Soup, although that's a good song. Bowling for Dollars, which used to be one of my favorite TV daytime game shows. Bowling for Dollars. Somebody would bowl for a listener in the uh, Keep the Ball Rolling by Jay and the Technique. Number eleven. <laughs> Not bad. How smooth not bad. was that? That was smooth. That was powerful. So you could tell Carson Wentz bolt because he's not just a guy going up there and throwing it as no. hard as he can. He had a smooth delivery. Right-handed bowling too, Robin. Right-handed. Yeah, that's true. Why would yeah. I say it if it wasn't true? You know what though? I bowl. I'm a lefty, but I bowl with my right hand. Yeah. Why is that? You're, am, you're amphibious then. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Or as I used to say as a little girl, and I had no idea how accurate it was, I'm bi-handed. <laughs> I'm amphibious, yo. It was kind of prophetic. Exactly. That was good. And then did you see Doug Peterson roll it? I did not see Doug Peterson. That was, that was Carson Wentz, who threw him and made a nice spare, too. That wasn't an easy pickup. Because sometimes when you have the one, was it the one pin that he had up there? They like the... Uh, the th- what's the one right behind the one pin after you clear everything out and it's oh, just the you're, one you're asking one, the two, wrong three, four, person five. I used to know all these pins when I was a pin setter and a trend setter but ladies and gentlemen we must go to Allentown Pennsylvania for watch this one watch the 2019 I don't want to watch the women's uh, stinking world cup I'm sorry wake me up when it gets serious 
Again, I need to remind people because they're not used to it that our lines are open if yes. you want to call in. It doesn't have to be just to win the tickets. You can call us for any reason whatsoever. And um, Wait a minute, Rob. Wait, don't. Jay and the Techniques from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Girl, the name of the game is love. On your marks, get set, let the kissing start. Just keep the ball rolling, baby, right into my heart. How can you ask Remember this song, Rob? With just one little kiss. One little kiss. Kissing you do. I need a second helping, too. Need a second helping. I don't have the lyrics, so you know that, Robin. I know. Is it just me or does Tony look constipated? Keep the ball rolling, <laughs> keep the ball Now, Joe Crapple, Crapple Joe, being the normal negative Philadelphia sports fan that he is, that's all we need. Carson Wentz re-injures his knee, bowling. I hope he doesn't mess up his back, though. But he looks like he has the right weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing anything too heavy. And he's wearing the correct shoes, so that's good. Yeah, you don't want to see a guy wearing, like, uh, working boots out on a bowling alley. You know what the other great uh, Jay and the Technique song was, right? right? D. Conrad LV. Raise your hand if you've heard this song before. Are you kidding me, Robin? You've never heard Keep the Ball Rolling? Nope. Yeah, we haven't had this much bowling coverage since Andrew Bynum was in town stealing money from the 76ers for a couple of years and going down to Buffalo Billiards on Chestnut Street to play pool and then go to bowling alleys while he was collecting a gazillion dollars to be injured for the two years that he was here. Stealing money. And it's a good deal if you can get it. Somebody wants to pay you to go bowling and play pool? Oh, hell yeah. You're going to turn that deal down? <laughs> I would not be turning that down. Don Juan 0720, hand raised. So good for you. That See, Don these Juan. Are pe- these, are people with, these, are, these are people with full lives who understand. It's not just they about one it. thing. They have an underappreciation for all the good things in life, all the great music, the great food, the wine, the drink. They're not obsessed with politics 24-7 on Twitter and worrying about every stupid thing that happens that they have no control over. You can control the horizontal and, and the vertical. Pers- I knew you were going to say that. You can control the bass and the treble. Those are the things you can control. Putting the air conditioner on cooler. Having air conditioning, period. You can control that. Hey, Jane San Antonio said, I'm smoking a bowl. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Robin, you keep lowering the volume on my stinking soundboard. And if you do it again. Tony, I have to. Don't make me jump over that stinking table like Kyle Lowry jumped into the stands. If your sounds were all at the same level, my I would My sounds have are to. right. I, I control the volume here. I control it. Damn it. And that ends our bowling sub segment for today, ladies and gentlemen. Tune back tomorrow when we head to Akron, Ohio. For the latest from the PBA Golf Tournament Championship. It's not a tournament, it's just a... I love, I love watching the modern-day bowlers, oh, man. They all, get, they all have incredible outfits on. It's like the dart guys. They all have to dress... Back in the day, you used to dress up like you're going to a bar. 
Now they got the big hair. You've seen those, those dart champions. Oh, I know. European dudes. Dude. They got like mohawks with all different colors. They bowlers are amazing. Now are, bowlers now are all decked out. And it's fun to watch them, too. <laughs> Bruno's parking ticket just, uh, just checked in and says, you turning into Miss Anelli, attacking your producer? Now, come on, I didn't attack Robin. I mean, uh-huh. every once in a while, I got to scold her. But this is no physical attack. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Because I deserve it. Who is said you right? deserved it? No, no, that's what you're saying. No, no. Bruno's parking <laughs> ticket says you turning into Miss Anelli, attacking your producer. Well, since we're talking about angry Philadelphians, yes. why don't we go to the angry Philly uh, update? But this guy isn't really as angry as he should be. Ladies and gentlemen, well, it's we not normally... as angry as you would be. That's for dang sure. I'd be. You know what I would be if this happened to me in, in my house? I'd be really, 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 really. I am pissed off. We have a I am pissed off update from right here in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where when you're not being shot at, even in front of a hospital emergency ward by your ex-girlfriend, you got people throwing piss bombs at you. Let's go to your piss bottle update desk and your correspondent, a wicked pisser in her own right, Miss Robin Austin. Now, normally I would, I would say the story, but this is kind of a standalone. We're going to go to uh, Channel 6. Action ABC, News? Channel 6, ABC, Action News. Was the action cam there? The I heard action, the action drone was there. The action drone was drone there. Drone 6 yes. now. They used to have uh, a lot of heli- They used to have the ca- helicopter. Now you buy a drone for $1,000. You don't have to spend $1,000 worth of fuel just to go over and get a shot of somebody's roof with pee on it. Let's go back to the piss-off update. Oh, you and know Robin what? Austin. Although we have to wait until that's it, it recycled again. So now there's that recycled stupid... urine. That's the that's, <laughs> you yeah. know they used to the Greek gods used to drink that back in the Roman yeah. days. They didn't used to Caligula drink their own... didn't Caligula Caligula used to drink his own urine? I well, there's supposed to be some kind of a weird therapy. We did that on the Into the Night show where drinking your own urine is supposed to be good for you somehow. Hey, it's... if you're going to drink anybody's urine, well, make sure you drink your own <laughs> it first. It should be your own, but um. No, we uh, we we will pass on that. Thank you very much. Um, but I'm gonna pick. As long as you don't pass a kidney stone, because that's very very painful. I speak from, uh, from yes, uh, you do. Is taking to try to find the person responsible, George. Sorry, this is really one of those stories we had to see to believe. Dan Astroff, the homeowner, says this has been a problem that's been ongoing for a while, and for the most part, they were able to overlook it until recently when some of those bottles were hitting the roof falling to the ground and then bursting open. They recently got cameras to see if they could catch the culprit. And as I understand it, we're not too far from the splash zone. You know, hand grenade style motion. When bottles of anything are being thrown at your home, it's generally not a good thing. And yet, Dan Ostroff hasn't exactly been peeved off about it, considering it's been happening for the last several years at his East Falls home. Usually Deer Park, but sometimes Nestle. Perhaps even more shocking is that these bottles haven't exactly been filled with water. And it'd be a bottle uh, filled with a yellow liquid that we <laughs> suddenly Tony and I uh, both assumed was urine. Thirsty. Recently, one of these putrid projectiles busted open after hitting the roof, revealing the foul truth. You know, it was urine. Um, you could smell it, so we had to wash and we had to bleach. Drone 6 spotted a few bottles on the roof, some Ostrov didn't even know about. As Ostrov said, the bottles usually land during the day. Anytime, like we're in, in critical danger right now from a bottle flying over. Ostrov decided to install some cameras to catch the culprit he suspects could live one street over on Calumet. If it happens again, I'll pretty much know 
who it is. But don't expect a bottle battle. Ostroff says it's just not the Wisconsin way, which is where he hails from. I think it's malicious. I don't think it's intentional. I, I'm very oh, much no. like work things out between your neighbors as much as possible. Of course, that piece could come to a close if this problem persists. Now, Philly police said if that person is caught, they could face a fine or even go to jail for vandalism. Wow. Basically, the guy. I am pissed off. The guy was too nice. Yeah. It's not malicious. No, somebody's throwing bottles of piss at your house because they just feel like warming up for the I would, afternoon. I would love to see what Tony would do because there's a neighbor who throws their cigarette butts down. Can you? They throw it on the street, though. They're not throwing it on our roof or on our house. Well, but it comes over here. Somebody's throwing I'm... bottles of urine at this guy's house. And I love that the Action News reporter couldn't say peas at peeved. He couldn't say pissed off. Right. What's the matter with you? So if your neighbor is throwing bottles of urine on your roof or in front of your house during the day, that's not malicious? Yeah. What's the symbol? What's the message you're sending? I, I think it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit violent. They're, they're, they're definitely not that? just uh, kids. Time. It's not just a prank. Could it be that the dude's a hipster-looking dude? Could it be like somebody that doesn't like their hipster Hipsters? neighbor? They know a non-hipster neighbor. Because the guy you saw on the video there, he's like a hipster dude, which maybe, is okay. So CSMC says, well, maybe the hipster dude's dog shits on the pavement or something, and yeah. so somebody's like retaliating that way. That's possible. They got to sit down and end this piss storm, this shit storm. Luckily, the guy's not throwing shit on his house. Yes, that would... I. I don't know what I would do. So if, if you found out who it was, Tony, what would you do? I would take the bottles of urine. I'd save them all up. Uh-huh. I'd have very, very... I'd have... Uh, Gloves. I would do what I used to do at Halloween pranks as kids. We'd get dog shit and put it in a paper bag. Uh-huh. Put it on the step, light it on fire, and then ring the doorbell. You really did that? And then the person would have to come out and start stomping it out. Ew. But I'd make sure it's really, 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 really soft. CSMC says burning poo. Burning, that's the way you do it. And as someone once said, as AJ Marco says, the message I'm sending is either you're in or you're out. That's a double flush today. CSMC says they used to do that in East Falls too. Yeah, uh. people did that. But why would you, first of all, no. you have to go through the effort of peeing into a bottle. So one, we know one thing for sure. It can't be a woman, it's right? Not a woman. It's, so not it's not a woman. It's not a woman. Now, we're putting on our detective hats here. Yes. Dr. Robin is now because, private dick Robin. Because and Because women don't have dicks, although they could pee into a bottle if they were really careful. It would be very difficult for a woman to pee in a bottle with the hole being that small. Can we Maybe demonstrate like a, right now? Like a, <laughs> like a wide mouth bottle, yes. Yeah, exactly. But like maybe at least the size of an Arizona iced tea bottle. Because a water bottle... That would be difficult. tiny. Yeah. I mean, I can't even pee in there. I mean, I could do after, it. I mean, I would I, get it all over if yes. I tried to pee in that bottle. Oh, would you? Yeah. You couldn't pee right in there? Depends. I mean... It, well, you have to hold your penis up to the hole. I usually have somebody to hold it for me when I'm doing this <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here, why don't you hold it and I'll demonstrate right now the proper technique, Robin. <laughs> So in other words, it, we, both of us agree that we How about a funnel? That's right. Do, oh, yeah, no. Well, how about if you pee like in a, in a bucket 
and then you get a funnel, and then you start putting them in, like, okay. when you're making Molotov cocktails, yes. for those of you terrorists out there who are listening and going on the internet to figure out how to make urinal cocktails, somebody said earlier. So yes, in, other, in other words, <laughs> going that route, it could be a woman then. Although I just don't think I don't think that you this go is through a kind lot of, of work. a woman kind of a thing. You got to go through a lot this of work. This is more of a boy. This is a guy kind of thing. <laughs> I think women are more conniving, but they're not as gross. Yeah, they're going to poop. They're going to put like used uh, feminine napkins in a bag and then throw it somewhere. I don't even know if they would do that. We would we would we would do something smarter. Not not as we wouldn't be just throwing stuff. We would do something a little bit more conniving. Yeah, no, you know what? AJ in San Antonio nails it. The 1984 East German women's track team could have pissed in a bottle easily. Come on, Rob. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this show is going to the pizza. <laughs> the wicked pizza. The wicked we're not pizza. even in Boston. But anyway, that's, that's a real news story in Philly. We always talk about Florida and people think everything bad happens in Florida. Don't worry, folks. There's plenty, plenty bad. of crazy <laughs> shit going on in this town, too, just like every other story. Because that story's not making national news. That's a local story. Mm-hmm. There's another story I saw this morning that a guy was visiting his family in a hospital last night. And when he comes out of the hospital, his ex-girlfriend shows up and starts shooting at him. Luckily, he was only feet away from the emergency room where they took him in and took care of him. That's the kind of crap that happens in all big cities. Imagine your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, so pissed off that she knows you're in the hospital visiting your family and waits for you to come out of the door and shoot your ass. But as I mentioned, she at least picked the right place because at least his life was saved where they carried him right into the emergency ward to take the lead out. It's crazy out there, man. It is crazy. Don't, I mean, women, women, I, I do not underestimate women. Women are crazy efforts. Now, I got a crystal. I have a refresh from Acme, Signature Refresh Spring Water, which is on sale. That's why I buy it. Because if it says spring water, it's all pretty much the same, except for Aquapana, which I highly recommend. It's expensive, but it's good shit. It's your favorite. It's your favorite agua. So there's your urination sensation situation update today. But we got other good stories for you today, too. And, and, and this morning when I posted a tribute to the people who lost their lives on D-Day, mm-hmm. 75 years right. ago, this very day. 75 years, June 6, 1944, the famous date that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Now, your dad was a paratrooper. In the and 82nd so, Airborne. Right, and so he did do several jumps. Um, now, I don't know if he jumped on the... Obviously, he didn't climb the wall. I don't think he was in one of the troop carriers. He was a paratrooper mm-hmm. and infantryman. So I didn't get a chance to talk because he died when I was 10. Right. So I didn't get a chance to discuss, you know, where he dove, where he jumped and into. A lot, of, a lot of that generation, they, they, they didn't talk they about They didn't it. want to talk about it. Well, especially when stuff. I was I'm nine years yeah. old and I'm with my dad who was a right. chef. And I would go to the kitchen with him. And that's where I learned a little bit about cooking because my dad was a chef. And so I never discussed war and paratroopers right. and jumping into war zones in World War II. But he was in the 82nd Airborne, which was one of the units that flew over Europe and jumped in to fight the Nazis on D-Day. And so I was paying tribute to that generation, which is the greatest generation. And I said, 1944, D-Day, you know, 150,000 troops stormed the beaches knowing they were walking into almost certain death for many of them. And today, fast forward, 
You got people worrying about doorbells ringing Can and I safe you? spaces. And so I'm getting a couple of jerk-offs on Twitter. Tony, I, yes. I actually have an update for you because I just did this search. We have an update? Yes, I did. I did. I just did 82nd Airborne location on D-Day. Yes, go ahead. And it says around 13,100 American paratroopers of the 82nd Airborne Division made night parachute drops early on D-Day, June 6, followed by 3,937 glider troops flown in that day over Normandy. So he could have very well... No, I'm, 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 I'm almost certain he was there. And luckily he survived. He didn't die in, in uh, France, in Normandy, yeah. France. And he lived to age 39. So he, he was one of the lucky ones who got out after paratrooping in they, to Normandy, France. They paratrooped um, at the Cotentin Peninsula in Normandy, France. Exactly. So, wow. There's your answer, Tony. Yeah, you no, know, because when I posted the picture on Veterans Day, not on Veterans Day, on Memorial Day, uh -huh. of my dad's tombstone at, at uh, Beverly National Cemetery over in, near Willingboro, New Jersey, it says, on, it says where he was a corporal, 82nd Airborne, and an infantry division as well. So when you parachute out as, an, as, a, uh, as part of the Airborne, this 82nd Airborne... Once you land, you're infantry. You're, yeah, you're yeah. infantry. You're a troop with a gun, yeah. and you're going out there and, and defending the country. So that's why when I posted that this morning, I wanted to remember those people because there's not many of them left. And as I mentioned, 75 years later, there's a few left, and they're over there, the ones who could make it physically... Even 97-year-old guys jumping out of planes yesterday to commemorate. And your dad would have been 97. Exactly. So that's why I, I, I have so much respect for that generation. I respect anybody who serves in any way, shape, shape or form. But those troops especially, because this is the last time, and I saw a lot of interviews with them, and I was really tearing up last night when I was watching I interviews. Know, just amazing. With the troops who said, you know, this is going to be my last trip here. You know, I'm mm -hmm. 95. We're not going to be here for the 100th anniversary. And most of them don't go every year, and certainly they don't. They go back on, a, on big anniversaries. So the sadness is that they're not going to be there anymore. They're never going to be around for the 100th anniversary of World War II. But the ones that are, one thing about them, sort of like a lot of the Holocaust survivors that we've run into over the last mm -hmm. few years, elderly people as well, they don't complain. They don't hate the German people. Nope. They and, and the troops, the World War II veterans who survived, not only D-Day, but also anywhere in World War II, whether it was in Japan, whether it was in Pearl Harbor, whether it was in Germany, whether it was in Romania, whether it was in Italy, wherever they were, they were all there fighting against evil. You cannot hold evil. somebody's ancestors accountable for atrocities. I mean, they're, they're different people now. If they continued it, now that's a whole different story. But the story, point is that it, that generation I know. didn't sit around and say, hey, you know what I did? I went over there and I beat the Nazis. They didn't talk like that. My dad never even mentioned it to me because that's what they did because they were great Americans. Mm -hmm. Of all shapes and sizes and religions and races, they were all there. Not just Americans, but the Allied troops from other countries, England, you name it. The Allied forces were there to take down the Nazis, and Hitler. And so then I fast forward to nowadays, and this is a fact. This is that I'm not knocking people because my generation did a lot of stupid things too. So I'm not just saying the greatest generation was great and everybody since then is not so great, but they were the greatest generation. I don't think there's any debate about that. My generation did a lot of good things, but they did a lot of stupid things. And now the millennial generation, with all due respect, I know that a lot of them are, are in, in the armed forces, so I'm not saying every single person who's in the millennial age group is a wuss. I'm just saying a lot of them are. 
Just like a lot of people in my generation who wouldn't go to Vietnam and ran to Canada were wusses because they didn't want to go. But we're not talking about war now. We're talking about wusses who are simply afraid of anything. Words. Words offend people now. Well, do you know what? Words. Safe spaces. All these things. This isn't about politics. This is about people not having the gonads that those people had in previous generations. Where everything now is so hard. We have to make it easier. Everybody has to win a participation trophy. We didn't have that back in those days. They didn't get a participation trophy for going into war. Well, jumping you, out of airplanes. Do you know what, um, what a lot of millennials now supposedly are afraid of, Tony? Yes, and this is sad, and I actually posted this. Ouch. Oh, I'd be afraid of that, too. You just blew my eardrums out, for God's so, sake. So sorry. Let me try that again on a normal volume. Yes, that, ladies and gentlemen, for our generation... Right now, the millennial generation, not my generation. I'm not afraid of doorbells. It's the only way I know somebody's at the door. But millennials now add this to the list of things that they don't like. I'm not making this up. No. This isn't me making fun of these people. This is fact. This is fact that millennials now say that they are scared to answer the doorbell. And this all started because of a Twitter mention where somebody said, can someone write an article on millennials killing the doorbell industry by texting here? So... When when right. now instead when they go of to somebody's house, somebody's house, and they're they, instead of going to ring the doorbell and going, hey, they're like, hey, I'm here, and they text it to somebody. Right, and I understand that. I oh, had to yeah. do that to Luigi last night. Right. I went over to his place to put a ceiling fan in, and I texted him, and he didn't th- didn't answer the text. So then I rang the doorbell, and then I called him, and he probably was scared. He went, holy crap, what is that? No, he knew I was coming. <laughs> but my anyway, the point is, this is this is this. Why do we have ring? You know, the most important thing, the the technology and doorbells, is this ring system. Where somebody rings your doorbell, you can actually see who's out there. I know. Especially the the generations, the younger generations who are addicted to technology. Listen, we're all addicted to technology now. We wouldn't exist if the internet went down. None of us. But the bottom line is... How would you be afraid of a doorbell? It's not that they're, they fear the sound of a doorbell. Right. No, but they, they just think that it's, a, it's just a stupid old person thing. Well, Why do we people need a doorbell when you can t- just text somebody? They say that, that a lot of times millennials, um, that they like duck beneath the kitchen table when the doorbell rings or something. Because usually now if somebody rings the doorbell, it's not a friend, it's not a relative – they associate the doorbell with being a delivery person. And they're or, going to hide under a chair if they're not waiting for an Amazon package? <laughs> or, or it's a scam, you know, some one of, you know, it's, it's like during the pol- uh, political season where they're like, I mean, to, to be fair, oh, we've yeah. done that same oh, thing I just, too. I, no, I open the door when, they, <laughs> when any political hack walks up and wants me to sign a petition or give them money. I open the door and then I slam the door in their face and say, get out of my face with that crazy shit. So, I ain't giving you squat. And so, I don't care what candidate you represent. You do not come to my house to solicit votes. You get the hell out of here. I will shove you like the owner of the Golden State Warriors shoved Kyle Lowry last night. Except you'll be going down a flight of stairs. So this is so one one social media user says, <laughs> if I'm not expecting anyone, I don't even answer the door. And then another one, Lynn's Gray, says the doorbell legit scares me now. I jump every time it rings. It just seems so aggressive now that when you can just text, it's aggressive, Tony. The doorbell is aggressive. What happens if you like, for example, somebody, then, so like when you go over a friend's house and you're for dinner and they're in the kitchen cooking. 
They're not on their phone. Right. Well, maybe they put their phone. Everybody's on their phone all the time. But say you got, you're going to a house party, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's people in the house, like my sister's house. I go to my sister's house. I have to ring the doorbell because if I call her before to see if she needs anything on the way over, she doesn't answer her phone because she's too busy getting ready, which people do. When people are expecting you when they're home, right? They're doing something. They're not sitting there on their phone waiting for you slapdicks to text them to tell them I'm out. That's it. This is anxiety causing, apparently. Just that, that right there. How is that causing anxiety? That's the way you know somebody's at the door. I love the chime ones. I love the I love the old school doorbells. Ding, the ones ding, that play ding, like ding, yeah, the ones that ding. play songs. But that's the Big Ben one, right? The Big Ben. Ding, 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 ding. How can anybody be afraid of that? Whenever I go into Home Depot, I immediately go to the doorbell section before it becomes extinct, and I start trying all the different tones. What's they, your favorite ring bell, doorbell tone? I like Robin? the I like the new ones that you like you said are programmable that you can put anything on there. You can you can program any any music that you want to. Like Biggie. If I'm going to have a programmed doorbell, uh-huh. I'm going to have a little Biggie in there. Cuz why would I be afraid to go to the door? Biggie's dead first of all. But why would I not want Don't you want to know when somebody's at If you're waiting for a package, <laughs> do you want somebody to leave a package and walk away? No, here it's going to get stolen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, if you hear this, that's what I want to hear. Answer the damn door. Don't get out on from under the kitchen, little kids. Nobody's gonna hurt you. You got the damn ring. You can see if some sucker's trying to break into your house. Now, who's who's the uh, Italian comedian that you guys are this? Uh... Oh, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He has an entire set about the doorbell. Like back in the day, yeah. that uh, you know, you're, you you would t- you would be told not to answer the door. I don't remember those days. Like if the neighbor came calling, would your mother tell you not to answer the I door? Get and turn two off doorbells. I'm pissed off when my doorbell's not working. I got some other doorbells. Let me give you some samples here, Robin. You want to sample some doorbells now? Sample some doorbell sounds. Sure. Here we go. I like that one. You like that? See, how can that scare anybody? I don't understand. It's a how nice, it peaceful doorbell. Here's another one. Here we go. You that like was that the one? same one. No, it's a little higher pitch, though. Okay. It's all about the pitch. No, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. How about this one? No, that's awful. You know what that is? That's a. That's, that's an apartment in a big town, yep. uh, the big uh, apartment building, and in somebody's Europe. down at the floor, and then you say, stop bringing a damn. Door, that's you a, stupid that's not a doorbell. That's a buzzer. That is. That's yep. a buzzer. Yeah. And I hate and those. And that's where you have in apartment buildings. Yeah. Like in Seinfeld, when somebody like would push the button. The buzzer. Yeah, I don't like that either. I hate that. I, I would hate go, I would get violent. Yeah. You like that I one? I like that one. I like that one a lot. I like that. This is going to be a buzzer. No. Ixnay on the buzzers. How about this one? Nope. No, I don't like that either. And that one's kind of lame. It's old school. I like Ooh. That's like at, at a grocery store. That's a grocery store one. Oh! oh no. The dog just ran down the street. Well, that one's good. Let me hear that one again, one more time. That almost sounds like a mini church tower. Yeah. That sounds like a telephone. That's an old doorbell ringing. Okay, I think I think we're done with the doorbell. No, we're not. I got a whole uh, mushpoka here. Mushpoka? 
That sounds Japanese. Oh. Here's one. This is going to be a long one. This one's going to be a good one. It's not the length of the doorbell. It's the width. I like... Oh, wow. No, I did not like that one. I like the ones like Big Ben. I like the Big Ben doorbell. Do you have a Big Ben doorbell? I'm looking it Big up, Rob. Big Ben doorbell sound. Let's see if I can find Big Bell. Here we go. This is a Big Ben doorbell sound, apparently. Right, give, me, give me one Big Bell. Then. Okay, hold on. Let's see if I can get it. This is the Big Ben doorbell. I like that one. I used to get excited when the doorbell would ring. Ding, ding, Didn't ding, you like get excited ding, when the doorbell would ring? Ding, 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 ding. It usually meant something good. Unless it was the... Uh, we used to have my, my grandfather. Okay, so this is my stepfather's grandfather. So it's my, my stepfather's great... So this is my step-great-grandfather, Opavili. Uh-huh. Um, Opa Opavili. Not Ono. No, Opavili from Indonesia. And we would have a Jehovah's Witnesses come around. Mm-hmm. And um, they would come around every single Sunday. We could see them coming up the sidewalk. Yeah. We had a long sidewalk. And Opavili was over at our house one time, and we had like one of those little, uh, like, uh, a, not a mud room, but there was like a separate entryway room. Uh-huh, yeah. And yeah. he said, a vestibule. Uh, he has, he was, he walked with a cane, and he would, he said, I'll take care of it. And we were like, what are you going to do? And he goes, no, no, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And we, we see him walking, we hear the doorbell, we hear the sound of the door opening. And then we see the entire Jehovah's Witness family running down our sidewalk. We're like, what the heck? So we go in the hallway and we see him just putting his clothes back on. He answered the door stark naked. I used to do that all the time in Venice. They never came back. They Didn't never I used to open back. the door and go get the mail naked? Because I had a mailbox outside by yeah, curb. But that, was, that was like because you just weren't paying attention. No, I just because it's this Venice and nobody cared. And this was my, my great grandfather, Opavili. It was the most funny thing ever. And they never bothered us again. Here's my awesome. favorite doorbell. If I had this on our doorbell, I'd be excited. <laughs> Knockers. No, not George Bell or Albert Bell or Ring the Bell. Did the blue score again? Chanel 27. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I love big knockers. Who doesn't? All right, enough of that. There's your doorbell update, and your millennials are scared of doorbells, which is stupid, especially with technology and the ring shit. You could be in a room playing Fortnite and somebody rings your doorbell, you can log on, look at your phone and see who's there, right? Yeah. Just because somebody texts you, you may miss the text. That's what a doorbell's about. That's the problem that then the people wonder why we knock millennials all the time. People are afraid of doorbells. You serious right now? They're afraid of making a decision. Well, LeBron James was, too. That's why he had to have a TV show to do a whole thing about it. And then he came down in the smoke, and the rest is history. And now the, the Lakers are going up in smoke. 
fittingly. It's about damn time. Thank you, LeBron. Everything's on camera. You can see who's coming outside. We need to get one of those, by the way. I need one with an electrified one. So if the person, you can like say, set it to electric, set it to stun, uh-huh. set it to kill. Well, we need that on our car. <laughs> I wanted wait, to, wait a minute, uh, Robin. Wait a minute now. This show is all about information first. Tomfoolery and hijinks second. It is, ladies and gentlemen, it is a final now. Up at Shitty Field in New York, the New York Metropolitans lay a slap down on the San Francisco Igante, wrapping up the three-game series. At least Boach got his 1,000th win the other night. And he got Bolt raced. Mets scored two in the first, one in the seventh. How many in the ninth, in the eighth? Four more in the bottom of the eighth. And lay a beat down on your San Francisco Gigante. Let's see. Smith homered. Rosario homered. Frazier homered. Brandon Belt homered for the Giants. And Sandoval. So Pablo Sandoval and Brandon Belt were the two home runs for the Giants. And Rosario, Smith, and Frazier homered for the New York Metropolitans, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't sleep on the Mets. Biatch. Exactly. Biatch. That's Dr. Dre's doorbell, by the way. That's Dr. Dre's doorbell? What happens if it's a dude? Big finish now for the Mets. 7-3. It's one of the finals. The only final so far. Other games still in play. Let me get you caught up on the Major League scoreboard right now. We are now in the bottom of the eighth inning. Pirates batting again. They lead the Pittsburgh. They lead the Atlanta Braves 3-1. Man on first. Nobody out. Pittsburgh trying to add some insurance in the bottom of the eighth. Up at PNC Park over the Braves. Phillies paying attention to that one closely. They were currently a game and a half up. About to go two up if the Pirates can hang on and the Phillies resume play Friday night. Tomorrow night, they'll be back home against the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds are in action this afternoon. They're in the top of the six now. Reds and St. Louis Cardinals, 1-1 tie. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Royals scratching back. They're in the bottom of the fifth now, and the Red Sox lead the Royals 4-3, bottom of the fifth in Kansas City. Top of the seventh, now in Detroit, your Tampa Bay Rays leading the Detroit Tigers 3-1. to one. Again, that's uh, in the bottom of the seventh. Detroit batting, two outs, nobody on. Tampa up 3-1. And the Pirates, as I mentioned, up 3-1. Other games, Milwaukee trying to avoid the sweep against the Miami Marlins at home in Milwaukee. Lead 4-0 there in the top of the fourth at the... Uh, What's the name of that beer, that park? Miller Park. Colorado and the Cubs, no score in the third inning. And the other game's getting underway this afternoon. One other game this afternoon, that's Seattle and Houston starting at 3.40 Eastern time up there in Seattle. So you're all up to date. Let's go to the phones, Let's go to the phones right now, yes. Who do we have on the line? Enter and sign in, please. 
Hello? Hey, t- hey, Tony. Hey, Robin. It's John Shelton. Hey, John. How are you, man? Not good. Calling to, uh, I want to enter the uh, tequila lottery tonight. Oh, this is a big lottery. This is better than Mega Millions because you have a better, you have a one in one chance right now of winning, not a one in 17 billion chance of winning. No, you saw the guy who won the big Powerball last week. You know how he won? How did he win? He used the numbers on a fortune cookie. Now, how many times have you done that? You get a fortune cookie from his daughter. This daughter had Chinese food, opens the fortune cookie, throws the fortune cookie away because it's inedible. Right. And then takes the numbers from a fortune cooker, cookie and wins. A and fortune wins cooker? A, uh, whatever the cookie <laughs> was cooking at home, I think. He was cooking meth to try to make men's meat. Now he wins the power. It was one of those, Powerball or Mega, the latest winner. Sweet. Is that unbelievable? Your chances are much better right now, John. Now, John, are you John in, uh, where are you in, in Maniog, right? Uh, Philadelphia, so a more, uh, yeah, close to Maniunk, you could say. Well, Maniunk uh, is part of Philadelphia. That's still city limits. You still are subject to the soda tax and the oppressive city wage taxes and all the other taxes in this city. Tell me about it. Thank God I don't drink much soda. I don't drink it. Jack Daniels uses it. Yeah, he's just Jack and Coke. That's when I use it. Well, the, I do have a problem. I, we didn't think this entire thing through because we can't get his phone number without it going out over the air. So he can then... He can then uh, are you following me on Twitter, John? Are you on Twitter? Of course. Big fan, Tony. Okay, right, John, so what is me? your Twitter handle? That you can at least give out publicly. Exactly. Sure. Uh, it's JWS8596. JWS8596. Okay, so if you win, because we still have less than an hour to go, so you're sitting pretty right now. You're, you're, you're the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. So you can go to King of Prussia tonight and be there at Canteen Laredo with us? Correct. I can be there by 7. Beautiful, man. Okay, well, by uh, shortly after the end of the show, or right at the end of the show, we will let whoever the contestants are know if you are the, the winner. lucky winner. And we winder. will DM you with the give them a win-loss dog or give them a lost dog signal and then we will tell you and then all you got to do is show up bring six forms of identification <laughs> bring your social security card two ids photo id is necessary your voter registration so we can see whether you're the approved party whether or not we agree with your political beliefs because we want to make sure we don't have anybody who disagrees with our political beliefs sitting at the same table with us at Cantina Laredo tonight in King of Prussia. So this, this is really kind of funny because whoever <laughs> is entering now today has such a higher chance of winning because people are still not used to being able to call the show. Exactly. So who knows? I mean, you might be the only entry. You're a contestant. You are now atop the leaderboard, as we say, when somebody hits the first shot at a golf tournament. Like we're going to Pebble Beach next week to do that. Well, we're not going to Pebble Beach, but the U.S. Open Championship will be at Pebble Beach starting next week. All right, we have anything else? Now, you have Wait a minute. I, I want to make sure John doesn't have anything important. Yeah, I got to get my sports take. Right? You got a hot sports take? Is it sizzling? <laughs> no, I, I was going to comment on the uh, hockey action night, like Game Five, of course. Well, who do you um, like? Who do you like? Uh, rooting hard for the Blues. I can't stand to see another Boston franchise win. A championship. Well, you're just you're just a really rational human being. I mean, that's pretty much the way most of America thinks right now. You heard Draymond Green saying that he uh, he knows that people hate the Warriors because they win too much, and that's what happens to a lot of teams. Although the Bruins haven't exactly been racking up cup after cup, but they've got a bunch of them, and they won one a few years ago. So they're the favorites. But now this is a series, and those the problem with the Boston fans, like Dean and all the other hosers up there, is they think that Boston's going to win every championship. And you're not going to win every championship. 
Now, the fact that they're good, and I don't, you can't deny their greatness, not the fans, the teams, but that doesn't mean we have to root for them, does it? No, you're exactly right. I would, you know, love to see. I'm a big Flyers fan, of course, and I would like to see Shen win a cup as well. So. Braden Shen, you got the, you know, for the Blues and, and you got the Chief, you got Craig Berube. Would you love to see the Chief hoist Lord Stanley's cup? Damn right you would. I'm, you know, hoping to uh, drink a little tequila tonight and then go home and watch some uh, Blues. Blues win. Well, the game will be on there because they have bar, they have a camera. We have, we have we don't have cameras. They have cameras too, but that's for afterwards. <laughs> but no, they have the, they'll have the TVs. Yeah, they on. do have we'll the TVs. Make sure that the hockey action is on while we're enjoying. Yeah, we'll, we'll because make it, unlike sure. the NBA, which they have to start at nine because of the West Coast, we don't have to worry about that in hockey. You know what I'm saying? Both teams are pretty much Midwest and East Coast teams, so that game's going to start at I believe eight o'clock tonight, right? So it'll be a reasonable start time. Beautiful. All right, we're gonna we'll let you know at the end of the show. We'll Thanks, let guys. you know. Thank you, man. There he is, John. He's a leader. He's the he's the top of the leaderboard right now. Which um which is not hard to do today. This might exactly. be the only time in the Bruno Nation Live arena that or timeline where it'll be very easy to win one of these <laughs> special prizes. Exactly. And by the way, you must be present to win. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, you must be listening to win you must be and li- call in and be registered to win. And you must be able to and you must have attend multiple forms. No, you don't really need multiple forms of identification. It's actually easier to win a contest on the show than it is to get a real ID now. You see, because now the Pennsylvania drive, my, my driver's license is up. And you see what they've As done here in mine. Pennsylvania? It used to be five years back in the day. Right. Then it was four years. Now, now you got to get one every three, three years. years. So they can scam more money out of you mm-hmm. to rape the residents well, of Pennsylvania. Well, you and I are both, um, we both need to renew our driver's licenses this year. Mine's due next week. I, I will be totally illegal next week. But luckily I'm in a sanctuary city so that if I don't get my driver's license in time to be renewed, I therefore cannot be stopped by the police. My car cannot be booted by the Philadelphia Parking Authority for two unpaid tickets that I didn't deserve and won't go to court uh, to fight as the, as the fees keep building up. So I will, why, I, will claim sanctuary, I will claim sanctuary status, and therefore I cannot have any police come to my house. The Philadelphia Parking Authority can't boot my car. The Philadelphia mayor can come down here and kiss my ass. Tony, can I yes, go on a yes. Miss Robin rant? Go right ahead. Because I'm angry. I'm I'm just as angry as you that you got the tickets or that we got the tickets when we didn't deserve them. But we've already learned that not paying them and complaining about them only makes the fees go up and then you get booted and then you get even more angry because you have to pay more money and there's nothing you can effing do about it. Yes, so there just is. Pay it I'm early. going to declare. I'm going to declare sanctuary status. No, so you the mayor should pay- be dancing on my behalf. He should be dancing in his damn office in City Hall and saying, you know what, Tony? You're a taxpaying citizen. You're an American citizen, a lifelong Philadelphian. And because we have been unjustly giving you tickets over the years, tickets that you didn't earn or deserve, because I have paid the tickets that I've deserved. I always pay tickets that I deserve. I know you do. And I will not pay a ticket that I don't deserve, and I don't have time to go to a kangaroo court and fight a ticket with no chance to win. That is not that how is, it works how come, in a democracy. How come you just don't pay the lower price because and I'm not then paying, complain about it? I'm not it. paying $100 for a ticket that but I didn't earn. the earned. price is just going to go up. The price is wrong, bitch. 
<laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. And I'm talking to you, Jim Kenny, yeah, the worst mayor in this city's history. I'm declaring sanctuary status. I need to be protected from the criminals running our city. And that starts at City Hall from all the way to the top of William Penn's hat, all the way down to the wretched offices of that dirty, lousy, rotten skunk named Jim Kenny. It is, it is horrendous. It is the city of extortion, not brotherly love. I demand special protection. But because... Not special. I want to be treated like other people. I want to be treated Well, you just... are being treated like other no, people, I'm not. unfortunately. Well, I thought this was nonsense. I thought this was a Robin rant. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have rants like Tony. <laughs> I am not allowed to have rants. Yes, you are. I said, go on a rant, Robin. The floor is yeah, yours. and then you took over. <laughs> you just... I'm sorry, Robin. The floor is yours. I, I yield. I yield my time. Can I have to the talking? I can have the talking stick. <laughs> yes. Let me give you. Let me bust out the talking stick and the magic stick later on. <laughs> after we have tequila tonight at King Impression Cantina Laredo. <laughs> I just. I. This is the, my rant. Is pay the lower one right now so that it doesn't go up. And Why should fight, I pay and, for something fight, that I didn't earn? Because you're going to end up paying for it no, anyway. I'm not. No, I am not. I am not, because I am not paying the penalty. The only efficient department in this city is the traffic thing. As soon as 10 days passes and, and you happen to be away... You are making my argument for me. They come back and they, they're really efficient at wasting postage to try to come after innocent people who do not commit crimes, but the people who commit crimes in this town never are held accountable for them. They're letting criminals out of jail and they're going after people like me, tax-paying citizens who are actually American citizens who belong and live in this city. Tony, I agree with you. But right but paying waiting and wait, and, and fighting it ahead of time you're st- the, I'm sorry already, Robin. I, I, we've I'm sorry. already determined that you are not going to be able to fight it. There because it is a fight the power. Gun. Just but we should we should document everything and then pay the lower amount instead of waiting for it to go higher because it will get no, higher. I'm not paying the lower amount. I want to negotiate. How about this? How about if we throw... How about Jim Kenny? I mean, I hope you're listening right now. I know you're probably issuing a proclamation about something uh, that doesn't matter. I like D. Conrad's... Start throwing urine bottles at City Hall. How's that? I wouldn't even give the mayor the pleasure of being christened by my chastened <laughs> urine. I wouldn't give him the pleasure of having a urine bath after eating asparagus... And Brussels sprouts. Uh, oh, that was actually a comment that apparently uh, Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> yes, that was one of his his things There's that he trained. He he drank well, a his own urine, um, which was oftentimes asparagus urine because somehow or another that helped him train. Ugh. That's what I'm talking about. Got to have a little flavor to it. Ugh. This is what I say to you, Philly Mayor. No, I do not ex- endorse Philadelphia city government extortion. Yes, you, yes, you are, No, Robin. I don't. You're basically saying bow down to the man. I, no, I'm not. You're saying bow I'm down saying to the man. I'm saying that you need to do it the right way so that we don't You're end saying- up having to pay more and that we don't get the car booted again. Fight the goddamn power. It's so you're you're all for guilty until proven innocent, right? I'm all for paying whatever's the lowest price and no. then fighting it. I'm fighting the power. Fight the goddamn power. Let's march on City Hall right now. That's a little too hot. Wait till it cools off a little. Fight the power. 
wearing a Phillies hat just like they are in this video, man. Public enemy. You don't pay for false accusations, Robin. You don't go to jail or go to... You don't go and say, yeah, you know what? I can prove I'm innocent, but you're not going to listen. Fight the power, everybody. Again. Now, Tony, if we go down to Florida, I have a fighting the ultimate power story. We're not just talking about the PPA down in Florida. We are talking about the numero uno. All right. Numero uno fighting the power, Tony, if we go down to Florida Let's right go to now. Florida right down now. to Florida. <laughs> Welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. Tony, let's go to Hudson, Florida. Hudson? Hudson, Florida, where... Not Moscow on the Hudson. No, not Moscow on the Hudson. Florida on the Hudson. A man in central Florida, Hudson, Florida, to be exact. Get your hand off the controls. I got the, 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 the audience. You're doing it? Yes. Um, he was so concerned about Satan. Who? Satan? Satan at the Walmart store. Wait, Satan was at the Walmart, Walmart store? Yes. Was he cosplaying or was he really Satan? Walmart is full of evil. It's evil, Tony Bruno. And not when so- you get a t-shirt for $5, Robin. That is not evil. He uh, he poured salt all because you know sar- salt fights Satan. If you pour it all over, it fights uh, evil. He poured salt on the Walmart store to get rid of the evil spirits around him. Thirty-eight-year-old Damon. His name is Damon. Not D. Damien. Damien is yeah, the omen, it. right? That his name is Damien. D A M E O N. Damien. Wasn't that Damien? Wasn't that the, yes. wasn't that Satan himself? Maybe I think he so. is Satan. Trying to, or maybe Satan has inv- like possessed him. Yes, he's, he's like trying to oust. Did he Satan. spit up pea soup inside the Walmart? Damian Dean Cantrell told um, invest told investigators that when they found him outside of the Walmart store, that um, he was trying to get rid of the evil spirits at the Walmart store. He poured salt all over and on his feet. Before now, what kind of was walking. he using? Like Mediterranean sea salt? Was he using? Uh, I'm I'm sort of picturing. It didn't show did what he, use he was Martin, using. Martin, the cheap Martin salt. I'm, I'm using I'm, iodized. I'm, I'm pic- picturing the the big bottle of the the industrial size iodized salt. They don't have the big bottles in Walmart. Sure they, they do, do they? that in like the. the no, the, Walmart has everything that's bigger. Do they really? <laughs> they I see some big asses in there, and that's why I go in to be yes. honest with you. So you know, you just threw it around, and then he threw it down on his feet. So maybe he was maybe he was doing that so that he was hoping that the that Satan would stay in the Walmart and he could then leave. Ah, did he steal anything at least and put it under his? Uh, other than the salt, no. Other his baggy pants, so he can get out without people noticing it. But um, but we all know, you know, Walmart is Satan, right? According I mean, according to Bernie that, Sanders, they yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this all kind of ties into maybe he has a he has a point. I think we have tape now. 
when they finally sat this guy down and interviewed him afterwards. Let's go to the tape, Robin. I will. Uh... So they didn't arrest him or anything, right? Yeah. Well, he was taken to a um, special detention center, the Land O'Lakes Detention Center. Oh, I thought that was it, a butter. It was unsalted butter. So when he got there, they said <laughs> he had the Land O'Lakes unsalted, which we always buy. Yes. And then the salt. You don't need to buy salted butter. No, you don't. Way. You just add salt when you're making a nice brew or exactly. something with butter. That's your, that's your uh, tip of the day. That's your cooking tip with Tony. Kosher salt. They got Mediterranean sea salt. They've got... Uh, I personally like the salt that you can grind. You that's know, any it's like kind the of salt. That's, well, it's like the rock salt. So you just... No, rock salt is what you put out on the pavement. I know, but... You can't like really drink or eat Crystallized rock. salt or... Crystallized. No. Yeah, they're like the big chunks of salt, and then you have it in the grinder. Yeah, but that's all. Mediterranean kosher salt comes in chunks. It doesn't... It's not all yeah. granulated. That's not how salt is, Robin. I like they're those big better. rocks. I like they it better. They bust the salt mines, and then they bust the rocks up, and then you get your rocks off. So what you were saying that we were going to but was a headline the assault on a Walmart. <laughs> Be gone, Satan! Be gone! That's the end of the. Wait a minute. It's like a Caribbean holiday in Florida. You got sea salt, you got kosher salt, you got Himalayan salt, yeah. you got Mediterranean salt, you got salty balls, sweaty. But let him, this man needed to be sat down. And there's only one person who could, could have seen it. this man and taken care of business the church lady. Settle, settle down. All right, hello, I'm the church lady, and this is Church Chat. <laughs> Well, there's been so much going on. We have so much to talk about tonight. So let's just get right to it. All righty. My first guest is the Reverend Pat Robertson, a former Christian um, broadcaster whose memory's gotten just a little bit fuzzy about his role as a televangelist. Just who is Patrick, presidential candidate or Satan worshiper? You be the judge. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, church lady, uh, for letting me uh, uh, come on your show and, and uh, settle it once and for all. Uh, By the way, that's Stuart Smiley. That's the yeah, former yeah. congressman playing uh, Pat Robertson. Uh, don't tell me that you I stopped. paused it, and now i got to go back to it. I'm a presidential it. candidate <laughs> and not a, a televangelist. <laughs> well... Have we ever heard of a little thing called the 700 Club? Uh, uh, well, uh, I guess that doesn't count. Huh? Uh, that uh, show 